Blog Talk Radio. What's good? It's your boy, the coach from the WWE. There's a lot of wrestling shows out there. There's a lot of talking heads out there. But nobody says more with less than WrestleCast Radio. You may not always agree with what they say. You might not always agree with what they do. But the one thing you will do is listen. WrestleCast Radio is on the air. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five run, miles today. Run. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed walk, to do? Walk, walk. Walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. <laughs> wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got I, your car keys here, coach. and it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach, why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well now, I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name Jean-Paul Levesque. in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why, because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. UConn John Nord, his partner Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, UConn, you made quick work on a big spike. Hey, let's set up. My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon. We got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood. And Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plug, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here, and you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. I'm give, me give, you give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. It's been a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back.
things up. Episode one twenty nine, man. What is this? Two and two and like sixty hours? I think. I think we actually came came through on this one. <laughs> Rock and roll right away. I, I would say, in the words of Corey Graves, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you know, I actually watched that after uh, you sent you sent the the video of it. Yeah. Um, I, I conveniently placed camera. Thought that was kind of kind of funny, but I'll say they tried something different. I'll take yeah. it. You know, hey, the Haven era is uh, is uh, uh, starting up, and I'm I'm well intrigued. Not that I'm saying that the rest of the show has been good. I don't know, but they did start <laughs> off with back to back matches. So uh, kudos to uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, but I'll the, the music that we heard to intro this show definitely. Uh, had me in my feels as we got to see some uh, Kento Miyahara oh. for the first time in a long time. Man, I, I'm, you know, I, I, as, if, as you can probably see on the screen, I, I don't know what I, what to do with my number one right now because <laughs> it had been Kento. <laughs> of course, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I gotta just burn down the rest of the nominees, right? I mean, that's, I gotta get a little guy shirt. in her heart and well, whatever else. She doesn't know shit about wrestling, then, so we'll just we'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> she go she go get one of those uh, unbox me girls and play with that. <laughs> um, but like, Iggy Azalea album. Oh man, could you imagine if there was an Iggy Azalea unbox me girl? Oh, I, I, I maybe that'll rejuvenate her career. <laughs> Damn. Um, you know, I I preached Miyahara as the standalone. I'll argue against anybody. And then Will Ospreay was like, ah, oh, maybe I got to flip to Ospreay now because the body of work. But then, like, as you mentioned, we hadn't seen Kento in, you know, since May when with the uh, Ishimori match. So it's been a good five, six weeks. And then, you know, spoiler alert for later. He probably ha- he he brought Yoshitatsu to the best match Ooh, I've ever seen him have. To another level. Oh my god! I was rooting for Yoshitatsu. It was like I was in a weird uh, conundrum where I was uh, having my own uh, Yoshihashi flashback from uh, a few months ago. I was like, "What? I'm rooting for him. What's going to happen?" Because uh, Kento Miyahara, man, just like uh, one Kazuchika Okada can turn that uh, a hole meter on uh, in a jiffy. And did he read the crowd uh, during that All Japan match up there? And, and the crowd was was like it was almost like a U.S. crowd with the way they were cheering for Tatsu. Yeah, yeah. They, they were doing chants and they had this going and that going. And I'm like, man. And the the I, man, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it because hey, we'll that Tatsu it. banner was placed perfectly where that camera was for eighty percent of the match. So I was like, ooh, it's uh, it's definitely a credence for him to uh, catch uh, snatch the victory. Find out later on when we talk uh, the the final night of the Dynamite series, which is oh, awesome, by the way. Man, I can't wait to talk that DDT coming with the Road Two show before fifteenth. Uh, Peter Pan. Top to bottom, this show was fantastic. It was fun. Oh, you know, yes. This is why we preached during WrestleMania weekend that, you know, yes, the the New Japan Ring of Honor show was fantastic, but DDT, man, they always do it right. America. 
and Alex and myself both watched the Viceland DDT show on the, the wrestlers that did this this year mm-hmm. or this last week here. And, you know, Alex, I, w- I want to definitely get into that because the, he sent me an awesome text about uh, uh, San Shiro uh, Takagi and Dan Shoko Dino, which I, I realized because I was thinking of the Viceland thing when I made this, I, I put uh, Shigehiro Takagi and like Shigehiro Irie. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And I think that's why I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, Irie was on that. That was probably when he was right before he had lost the title to Endo because they showed that tremendous Endo Takashita uh, Peter Pan 2017. Yes. The one that kind of got me into DDT that I, that I brought, to, brought to everyone else um, to check out. So I was. I think I combined the two. So that's my bad. Anybody that searches and goes, that's not a real guy. These people don't know what they're talking about. That's that's on me. That's my fault. Shoot your head <laughs> towards Seth Rollins or AEW's chair shots or whatever you want to do. It's all it's all love here. And so we start talking about Seth Rollins and AEW chair shots. <laughs> so I'm, ex- I'm excited, man, <laughs> to hear your, your rant about how it, it was kind of – Kind of reminiscent of the Adam Cole, where you were like, "I get it," and I and I oh, yeah. your rant after that was tremendous, and I'm that's what I would. Yep, 100. percent We got to bring this up. So DDT, we got to talk to Viceland with your thoughts mm-hmm. on it. I want to pick your brain with this Miyahara Osprey conundrum I'm now running into, but obviously the the talk of the weekend was the Ring of Honor. Oh, I, I, we didn't watch Ring of Honor. Sorry about that. No, no. Uh, with their extremely confusing triple turn storyline in the same match, I said I'm glad I didn't check this out. But we didn't watch All Elite Wrestling, July 29th. This is a fun show, man. I, uh, you know, I'm looking at it. I got, I got a four and a quarter, a four. I got two, three and three quarters, and a three and a half, and some kind of middle of the oh, road wow. for the rest. I mean, I, I had some pretty high scores on the show. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Um, you want to start with? Should we start with the pre-show? Yeah, I we I I was gonna say force, but that sounds horrible. Uh, you know, me me and the significant other uh, were were just kind of relaxing after uh, spending hours outside uh, doing that Harry Potter go, aka the Wizards Unite, uh, where she was uh, horribly sunburnt. Uh, because again, we didn't think we were going to be out there for at least more than an hour, but you know, times that by four, and we're like, holy smokes! But I'm Mexican, so I don't get burned, so it was perfect for me. <laughs> but you know, we're just kind of relaxing, you know, getting getting some dinner made, and you know, we uh, watch uh, Pulp Fiction. We just finished that for the uh, 25th anniversary, which uh, hopefully there'll be, or not hopefully, but we'll be doing a recap here. Uh, dun dun dun. But uh, and then I was all of a sudden I was like, it's 6:35. I was like, she's just kind of on her phone looking at Snapchat. I wonder. So I go on my YouTube app on the uh, the old smart TV, and I was like, huh, Spider Fest pre-show. Let me check this ish out. And uh, I put it on, and lo and behold, I got to watch a whole hour live. And, boy, they started it off right with the most confusing uh, storyline for an opening uh, pre-show match. But, uh Get the party started with All Elite Wrestling Private Party definitely uh, was was the uh, showcase, and and they definitely uh, made the right call, uh, you know, kind of uh, having them stand out, if you will. Uh, But best friends, all these teams, SCU, what a hell of a way to start your show and to to kind of get that, 
you know, buy-in, if you will, even though it was free on the Beecher, or Bleacher Report live app. Yeah, this was my second favorite match of the night. I want a, a full four on this thing. And I think it was wow. because I loved I, – I, I popped, legitimately popped, like six, seven times. Um, and, I mean, private party, holy cow, there's something special with those dudes. Mm-hmm. You can't – you can't train the athleticism that they have. And some of the stuff they did was just mind numbing. And a couple things were a little like a little long it took to do them, which it is what it is, but everything stayed so good to the course. Why I gave it so high because SCU and best friends are such good workers. They knew mm-hmm. it, it. It reminded me of to a better extent, and this is going to sound like I'm burying these guys, and it's not what I want to do, <laughs> but the Bret Hart, Tom McGee situation, where yes. two you guys are new, never, never hurt you. Exactly. Yeah, and you could almost count. You know, you could almost line it up as one team for each guy. And by no means, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. party is on the level of Tom McGee. They're way better than he was, but they knew exactly what to do to keep them out of a of a situation where they could kind of get confused. It maybe happened about one time where they looked a little lost on something, but those four guys are so good that they made a brand new star tag team while continuing to elevate oh, God, themselves. Yeah getting a great angle over and best friends get the victory, which to me says that they have to wrestle another match to get a first round by, which almost just means you've wrestled two times <laughs> as opposed to the other teams wrestling one anyway. So it's not really a buy, but that Vince Russo analysis here. Like it was, it's like I said, it's very confusing, but all in all, if you, they continue putting matches like this, I'm all for it. So that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, so say that say it's best friends against SCU. The winner gets a first round bye. Okay, mm-hmm. so they wrestled this match. Now you have three other matches in this tournament, um, and the winners of this match get to face best friends in the second round because they got a bye. Well, they just had to wrestle a match to get an opportunity to get a bye. So it's, it's almost <laughs> like they might have wrestled more than a team in the tournament. <laughs> so then, are yeah. You would think then, I guess these teams wouldn't be out of it. But yeah, it's just, it's so random. Winner gets a chance to to an opportunity for a bye in the AEW Take Championship. Just say, winner gets a bye. Yeah. That make yeah then, then there was an actual advantage to winning this match. Now you just yeah. get to go into a second play-in match, which could, should just be considered the first round match anyway. <laughs> I all in all, again, as as crazy as the uh, the the <laughs> setup for for these winners uh, or for these teams, uh, just it was an ex. I mean, even you know, Callie was she got up from her phone and watched, looked up a few times, and was like, "Wow, okay then." So, uh, you know, when you can kind of get someone to get up from their uh, their Snapchat life um, and and pay a few minutes uh, of you know watching time, it was it was just phenomenal. Um, Good stuff. She was confused. She was confused by the fire fest, uh, you know, fighter fest kind of, you know, uh, comparisons. And I kind of told her, I was like, well, it's kind of a play on that horrific debacle from a year ago. Uh, since we did watch the, uh, the two documentaries that came out earlier this year. So she kind of got the, you know, she liked the joke there. She knows the Kenny Omega. She knows the bucks, uh, you know, from, you know, over the last year or so, where I'm like, Hey, you should watch this match. Um, but then, 
the next match happened, and it was oh. just something uh-huh. where I was just like, "Ooh, cover your eyes." Yeah, um, I'll I'll say one thing in a positive note is Allie does have fire, and the match was mm-hmm. kind of stiff, which I thought was good, but. I mean, I went one and three quarters. I'm not gonna lie on it. This was not. This was. Ooh. I mean, if they weren't, if they didn't hit each other as stiff as they were, and if Allie didn't have that consummate professional attack. Oh God, you're yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. F me. When she put it in like a cross face and started shushing her, I was like, okay, okay, this 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 is. But it's the character, so I'll give it a pass. I chuckled when when they did that, but after the nineteenth, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, this it's is an interesting concept this, with the librarian. I mean, but I, I just just was not a good way to showcase it. I I don't think just in a throw-in and, match with Allie. That you know that was my only gripe with it. I mean, I didn't watch Road the Fighter Fest or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I was just a little like, huh? I thought her soul was just banished like a few months ago. Yeah, didn't she get killed? <laughs> on TV, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Sue Young stab her? <laughs> like I don't know. I guess here, and this is one thing I'll say too. This made me really cringe for uh, Fight for the Fallen when Allie wrestles Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be bad. It, you know, I mean, it, it's hard spear. It um. You know, it, it it made me start to start to kind of wonder like these pre this is the second pre show now where they've really not like give like if I was a brand new viewer, yeah, that mm-hmm. tag match was a fantastic idea. But like yeah. for the most part, you're not you're not drawing me in to buy anything. You know? Yeah. So little little suspect on these. And then we got our next match. Uh, Michael Nakazawa taking on Alex Shafali. Um I went two stars on this, and I'll say this: the only reason I was that generous was I thought Jabaley did a great job with his body slams to Nakazawa. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was entertaining. Um, the fact that obviously it's Fighter Fest, it's the video game tournament in Florida, so they put the video game like best ranked players in the world in the front row. To which Justin Wong, as a Street Fighter player, um, Justin Wong is one of the greatest Street Fighter players ever in the history of tournament gaming, thought it was cool <laughs> that he gave Jabaley a fight stick and he hit him with it. I said, okay, I pop for that. <laughs> and uh, not because that was strangling him with a GameCube controller was kind of funny. That but, was good. I like that. But, oh, this was, oh boy. And, oh, a lot of hate and, for this match. A lot uh, of hate. Nakazawa, uh, I, I always enjoy the the slide footstop back splash back <laughs> on spot with the with the baby oil. I always think it's funny, but to be fair, like this this could have been a dark match that didn't need to air, and you could have got the video game nerds in the in the in the in the building. I'm one of them, so I can't. I wasn't in the building, but I'm a video game nerd, so I can say that. But you know, you got all the guys for the fighting convention that was there that know Jabali from that. Do it off camera. Let them pop for it. It would have came off better, but I was like, dude, this is she's good thing. This is a free show. I mean, they picked it up. But just the faces, come on, you can't beat that. He had that thing around his elbow, and <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of the match? <laughs> Honestly, 
I don't know if it's because it is a Viceland uh, documentary on TDT and the fantastic Damian Abraham. Uh, but after watching that and just saying, dude, let go. It's professional wrestling. And then it's the comedic aspect that, you know, what Joey Ryan does, a Coca Cabana does, what DDT offers, you know, with, with Dino. And, and now, of course, learning a little bit more about Michael Nakazawa. Uh, I had fun. Yes, cringeworthy in, in many spots. I liked the little uh, blip in the, uh, the kiddie pool there. Um, I thought it had a little bit better table spots than the Omega Jericho match from <laughs> Double or Nothing. <laughs> I like the controller spot. I will say I was bummed. I think there was only one bottle of baby oil that was utilized. But, you know, like you were saying, to go from, you know, have it as a dark match, there's history between these guys. There's going to be a blow-off match, Ryan. I don't know if it should be a, uh, you know, baby oil in a pool match or, or maybe baby oil on a pole match, some sort of aspect there for next year. Uh, but you know, you, we got to see the blow off. I was fine with it. Again, I'm not going to say, Hey guys, watch Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jabaley, but for what it was and for me to just let go and be tranquilo, I enjoyed it. It was what it was. The thong aspect was again, Callie looked up. She was like, what, what's going on? Um, and then she was like, what are you watching this for? I was like, because it's enjoyable. And then she left the room, but that's a totally uh, different story. But uh, other than that, I, I thought it was fine. I loved how uh, the ref, I'm pretty sure it was Bryce Rensberg, uh, got that song to the face as well. thought it was fine. You know, end of story. Again, nothing that's going to make the best of list, but say, I mean, I don't think it's going to make the worst of the year list either. Agree with it, and like I said, to be fair, it was a real, it was entertaining. I just mm-hmm. like exactly. I think I think the thing that why I gave it so low too or high, whatever you want to say, is like Alex Bailey. Alex Jabaley just looked like he didn't know what the hell was going on when he had to do his <laughs> striking and stuff like that. And that that's the thing that pulled. Like I thought, all the comedy yeah. was was. I thought all the other stuff, but I'm watching him like, yeah, yeah. But he's not a wrestler. No, I know. He's not athletic like Stephen Amell, you know, at at All In last year. You know, he's not going to hit a, you know, a dive or, you know, a senton or anything. And and I don't need him to do any of that. If if they would have done everything else, I would, and not had him, don't make him be a wrestler when he's not a wrestler. Don't mm-hmm. have him throw strikes. I guess it was just my only thing. It was like, God, stop having him strike this guy. Have him use a weapon to hit him. Have him have him do the body yeah. slam. Michael Nakazawa is the epitome of this is how you post for a human being. I watched and I was like, God <laughs> damn it, that's Bravo Nakazawa. Like, how do you do that kind of stuff? Just stop. I mean, it, it was like it was like a seventy year old Rob Van Dam the way he was throwing punches. I was like, Oh, just stop doing that. That's all I want. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. In the Iron Sheik way, everything else is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thankfully, uh, they opened the the actual show uh, with uh, two vets, two guys that know each other left and uh, left and right. And my God, as Jr. says before the match starts, as they uh, talk about Christopher Daniels's other aliases, spicy dish is curry. <laughs> I 
<laughs> and I'm going to get into something else that he uh, he says later on. But uh, what did you think of two of your wrestlers that you probably have followed for the last 20 years of their career? Uh, one, Shima, and of course, his opponent, Christopher Daniels, Fallen Angel. You know, to be fair, too, on the JR thing, Excalibur did go into detail about uh, Shima and Daniels being a stable. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. So if it's not like... I thought that was cool. Like they, they kind of actually went into it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, mean, I went three and a half on the match. It, it, it wasn't like a mind numbing, like, holy crap, but this was everything I wanted from two 20 year veterans. Yeah. I don't need you to do anything crazy. Just do what's got you to the dance and I'll be happy with it. And, and it was great. It was fun. And I'm glad Chima got the victory. So he's got momentum mm-hmm. going into the Kenny Omega match. Yep, good lead I thought they did a really good job. Um, I thought this was a hell of an athletic match. Uh, these Ageless of Wonders definitely possess um, Excalibur and Golden Boy. I don't know if Golden Boy is going to be a part of this commentary team, but I think he should take over Alex Marvez's spot. Okay. I thought him and Excalibur yep. bounced off each other fantastically uh, with their knowledge, you know, kind of of, of the sport there. Definitely bailed Jim Ross out on a few spots there, but it's okay. Um, love the respect at the end. Uh, but JR, <laughs> um, A, he brought up Scott Steiner because of one suplex yeah, that was done. I have not seen somebody throw a suplex that, like that Scott Steiner. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he says, the Oriental wrestler loves to execute the head <laughs> Now, for the record, we, we got on Jordan during, during Double or Nothing because he was like, he's talking about the company. Okay, I enjoyed trolling you, so I'll just mm-hmm. continue to troll you. Whether yeah. whether he did or didn't, whatever. This time, it was, I mean, you couldn't be any more damn blatant. <laughs> like, Jim, no. you've, had, you've had a month. Like he's from, he's from like, like Tokyo, I think. Or Osaka. Now, like, now yeah. technically, there was a bill signed three years ago uh, prohibiting the use of the term in all, just in general. Granted, in federal documents, but technically, there's a law where you where you shouldn't say or can't. Well, you can say whatever you want to say, but you shouldn't say Oriental when referring to a group of people. <laughs> Yeah, that, and that's what I think makes it even worse, too. It's that oriental gentleman. Like, ugh. <laughs> Come on, dude. God. I, oh, I wonder, Meteora. <laughs> I wonder if Excalibur was ever sitting there like, <clears throat> like, oh, God. You know, I, 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 I don't want to clown him because he has his bright spots and then he has his, like, angry, get-off-my-lawn mentality. Like, some of oh. the stuff he was saying, Later in the show with, oh God, I'm like Jim. You're well, burying your own. To that, into the uh, the main event of the actual show before it got unsanctioned. Even though we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, you talked about your second favorite match of the night uh, being the the opener on the pre-match. Let's do this real quick, though. Do you think I thought that I, I exact? I, I'm all about what you said with that. That what was his name, Golden Boy. Yeah. I don't know if he was a video game yeah. guy, who the hell he was. I think him and Excalibur would be perfectly acceptable as a two-man team. 
they bounced off each other so well. At times, I didn't know who was who. Hell, the British bloke on the pre-show, I was like, well, who's this guy? Uh, you're throwing out some knowledge, throwing out some good stuff. Uh, you know, I was like, well, uh, no JR tonight. We'll see how this three-man team kind of runs off. But, uh, you know, of course, the main show then started. I was like, oh, okay. Bring me more <laughs> hey, Golden Boy. I'll be here. I'm Zoomer. Let's go to Oriental and the Californian. Back I don't back. like his hair. I'll just say that. Oh, God. Um, but, yes, I know where you're going. This was this was uh, tied for my third favorite match. I probably, oh. probably would be third. I'd probably give it the tiebreaker. But I went three and three quarters, Alex. But the floor is yours, sir. Oh, my gosh. Riho, Yuka Sakazaki, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose just playing the Beast as well as she should. Um, I loved how Riho, uh, I'm just going to say the Joshis, uh, you know, how they utilized the double team in the beginning and kind of throughout the match. But also, Riho would say, you know what? No, I, this is a triple threat match and just, you know, lay out Yuka, you know, kind of all over the place there. Uh, but this was a match that, that, you know, kind of strengthened, I would say, all three. But Nyla Rose, in a way, you know, the, the match, yes, did start off a little bit slow, but kind of, you know, towards that last uh, couple of stretches, the last five, six minutes into it, um, Nyla Rose was just dominant. Uh, you know, she was taking spots really well. She was selling awesomely. How that double, uh, well, we'll get into it, double Steiner recliner that she had, on both Joshi's was damn awesome. Uh, but uh, Riho, man, she is amazing. She's kind of that tweener. You could, you felt for, for Yuka, you know, kind of towards the end of the match, as you can kind of see where she probably was going to pick up the victory there. Um, especially, <laughs> oh, man, I thought she was going to win because that Death Valley driver that Nyla Rose just slammed Riho on, Kind of before the end there, I I was just like that. That's it. That's all. Uh, that's all that she wrote there. But uh, I I thought all three looked fantastic. Um, I hope they're going to be more prominent when it comes into TV. Um, we know Nyla Rose is, but the Joshi's. I think they're going to be the this generation's cruiserweights where they will set all elite wrestling apart. Kind of with the talent that they have, and this is just two out of the many, you know, different uh, type of Joshi wrestlers that they should be bringing and hopefully will be bringing on. And, and I'm confident uh, in that Tony Khan said that, that Kenny Omega is essentially in charge of the, of the women's division. Like he's taken a special yes. part in that. So we're going to see a lot of these Joshi over here and I, I can't fathom, I can't wait. Um, I think Yuka Sakazaki will be a staple. She's already she got a pro wrestling T-shirt that I'm going to buy this week that I saw that nice. posted up there. She got one and uh, Hikaru Shida did. So I'm thinking hey, that they're pro wrestling tees by using promo code America, twenty percent off your order. Get yourself some stuff. Um, Get your WrestleCast shirts. I think if they're giving Sakazaki and Hikaru Shida, like getting them shirts for the mainstream, I think they're going to be over here, which, which makes me thoroughly excited. And I'm sure they'll still let Sakazaki go work Tokyo Joshi pro if she wants to. So that's totally fine. I, I, I'll say this, this match went into two spectrums for me where this could have been a lot lower rated and could have been the match of the night for me. Um, it's when it, the first, I don't know, first half of the match I'll say was 
it was cool, but you could tell they were doing a lot to try to cater and get Nyla Rose on the same page and mm-hmm. work to her speed and and which is fine. It's kind of like you know pr- the private party thing. It's just Nyla Rose was just you know she's green. It is what it is. I'm not dogging her whatsoever. It's just she hasn't had a lot of experience. That's that's all that green means, unless you're you know Tamina who's green after 12 years in the business. Um, Nyla Rose, you know, she did her part. They're, you know, they're getting her through everything. And it, there's a couple slow and sloppy parts. A couple stuff that was really good. And then they just hit this gear. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like it was a a brand new match. It was almost like one match ended and then the next match started. And they started. Go- it was it was right around I think when it was just Riho and Yuka Sakazaki, and they started just going ham. And they got that crowd back into it like the first show. And then mm-hmm. Nyla Rose got back in the ring, and you could tell Riho and Yuka Sakazaki were were not doing the hey let's just let's just build the two on one make her look strong. We're going ham and we're having our match now. Mm-hmm. And Nyla Rose stepped into that spot, and as they were just going as quick as they normally can go and as crisp as they can go, minus that one little hiccup on that roll up um, with those two, Nyla Rose started going with them, and when she hit that knee. Like that coast to coast, that half coast to coast knee to the head of Riho while she was draped over the top rope. The pop that that got woke everybody up. And <laughs> after that, Nyla Rose looked like it was a brand new person in her body. And the three of those had probably the hottest five minute stretch mm-hmm. I've seen in any match of this com- that this company's had. I will put it against any any match on Double or Nothing. The final like five minutes of this show of this match, like I mean, I would if this if that match would have been that the whole time, this would have been a five stars, like, hands down. I I was just I was popping and marking and freaking out <laughs> with how good it was. And then they give Rio the victory too, which I thought Nyla Rose for sure was winning. Mm-hmm. Made me even more happy that they're gonna. That looks like they're building Riho. That's two two wins on both shows. Um, and then the best part for me was Yuka goes for the handshake, and Riho goes, "No, I'm not nope. shaking your hand. Screw <laughs> you." And I was like, "Oh my god, does this mean next show we're gonna get Riho and Sakazaki one on one?" Bravo! The booking oh was fantastic. Gosh. The home stretch was great. I I would have went higher if the first half just wasn't so. Uh, this is just a match, but. I tell you what, Rio nailed that six one nine. I think that's mm-hmm. what woke up Nyla Rose kind of during that stretch there. Because <laughs> yeah, for me, was, that's what like, I put like after that. All my notes are in like hard caps because I'm like, wow. Yeah. It was one of those things where when she came back in the ring and those two hit that second gear that they usually go in, and she, I think Nyla Rose knew that. Okay, I. This is my chance to show that I can hang. I have to. I have to hang with these with these two women because they're going to go on and they're going to put on a, a, an intense match of the night finish, and I want to be a part of it. And holy shit, she did! And the, the spot, the, the yeah. huge spots they were doing, like you said, the Death Valley Driver, that knee, Sakazaki's doing her dives. Um, she goes for her crazy, crazy splash off the rope. She catches the knees. Rose comes in to finish yeah. it. Rihodo. God, man, that the ending was so good. So, I, I I think yeah, I think it's my third favorite match of the night. Closing stretch, best best in both shows. I mean, I will remember that closing stretch. I'm probably gonna go watch that closing stretch after this is over, <laughs> or after we're done. Fun fact: but I damn. rewatched it right before uh, the show. 
I was like, oh, yeah. watch that match. Dude, the, the pop when she hit that knee when she was on the rope, that crowd, oh, I mean, mm-hmm. as, as loud as they pop for stuff in the main event as they should because it was a plunder fest and you got to see what you saw, that spot changed the atmosphere of that match. Yes. And that crowd was like, yep, we're in, we're invested. <laughs> and they, they went to the races and kudos to them. And, and that made me go, okay, Nyla Rose, I, I, I see you a little slow at first, but you got some promise. You, you when you needed mm-hmm. to step up, you came through kudos. I appreciate you. I hope, I hope you continue to improve and I hope they keep giving you some good stuff to do. You know, maybe they build her and, and awesome Kong and we can get Awesome Kong to get her in there and kind of go, look, this is how you need to wrestle as a big. Mm-hmm. You know, get get Asia Kong in there to show her some shit. So, oh man, and then and then give me Riho Yuka Sakazaki one on one. And then we we got to remember too, we still got to insert Hikaru Shida in the mix here too after yeah. this. So, <laughs> whoa, man, like he's they, and this is this is this is what we talked about when you go on TNT. This is what you open with. Mm-hmm. You open with Yuka Sakazaki, and you open with Riho. You know what I mean? Like like you said with the cruiserweights. That's what we've been preaching. If you're not going to open with, with Shima and the OWE guys just mind-numbing people with how crazy their stuff is on TNT, you do it with the with these Joshi women. If they don't do Yo, uh, Yuka Sakazaki and Riho at All Out, I think that's, yeah, you build that up, and, and that's what you save for your premiere uh, in October on TNT. Because damn, those those Joshis will will tear the roof down. They will give you twelve, thirteen minutes alone of just like holy itch, you know, type of stuff. There. I mean, <laughs> when she does the magical girl splash, I mean, the the, the pops that Yuka was getting uh, was insane. And and for Riho to kind of like I said, she's that tweener. She could turn that you know that that a hole switch on at any second. You know, she said, "I'm not shaking your hand." Yeah, that's gonna be so good stuff. Oh man, that was fantastic. That is just great. I can't wait. Stuff. I think next week, um, or next weekend, maybe it's before Peter Pan, but the uh, the semifinal and final of the uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Princess Cup is going on, and Sakazaki's in that final four. Ooh. And I think she's, I think she's got a chance to face her, uh, her tag partner in the finals. And I think Shoko Nakajima might still be in it too. So I'm, mm, that's going to be a fun little final four to check out. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, you know, you, you went next with this. I was really curious on, on your thoughts on this match. Cause the next two matches were kind of like my low point on this show. And I think I'm in that weird how did you not enjoy all this stuff? I went two and a half on this next match. What I liked about this match is, I mean, yes, they, you know, they were showcasing to the mainstream jungle boy, Jimmy F and havoc, you know, from, from progress, from the English scene, you know, MJF, you know, a little bit more out of the MLW audience here. Of course, hangman page being, you know, their, their next, you know, it's guy, if you will, what I loved about this, MJF doing his classic 80s NWA heel stuff, you know, kind of, you know, coming out first. I'm talking about, you know, I was in the video games and then, you know, I lost my virginity. You know, I suck, but your mom swallows. Like, again, it's great. I think it can, you know, my, I questioned, you know, I was like, how long can that sustain? As long as he keeps it, you know, the way he's going, that's what you're building on. What I liked about this match, Ryan, 
for a couple of things. One, I love the relationship with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I think this mm-hmm. is going to be something that's going to be fun for your audience. It'll get your young kids over, you know, to watching that. Hey, you're going to sell a lot of merchandise with that stuff, you know, get a lot of people to watch them um, being the elites, having some fun little short vignettes with them there. But just think of the big few that you can have down the line with these guys. That's the most important aspect to me. I was like, wow, a year down the road, Luchasaurus is finally, you know, I guess no pun intended, but, you know, tired of carrying Jungle Boy, you know, kind of, uh, you know, there. And then you have a classic, you know, Kane X-Pac type of rivalry, which let's be real. That's a, you know, low key underrated rivalry of the uh, latter of the Attitude Era there. Um, and, and I think that's something, you know, down the line, it's going to be great. Jimmy Havoc was fun. You know, this definitely was not a Jimmy Havoc match, you know, as this was a, a plunder, if you will, for, you know, kind of the, the different embodiments that you, and styles that you have with all four of these wrestlers. But the most important thing to me, Ryan, was this match showed the future of what All Elite Wrestling should and will be with, I think, the biggest rivalry five years down the line, MJF and Adam Page. Boy, did they make them look like these are stars. This is the future of professional wrestling, the future of all elite wrestling, having some awesome spots. Hell, MJF didn't even have to do, you know, any dives as he, you know, kind of teased the uh, teased the crowd there. Um, but that buckshot lariat that he nailed Jimmy Havoc with as MJF, you know, kind of ducked out of it. Uh, so he didn't have to eat the pin where then, of course, uh, Havoc eating the dead of rights, um, you know, was a good setup. Yes, this wasn't a match because, again, it was just kind of like, hey, we're going to throw these guys. No stipulations. Again, just every walk of life. It was, you know, fun for what it was, but I think for kind of the 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 future of what this company is, I think they hit on a lot of points, uh, hopefully in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think that's a perfect way to go over it. It was, if I was somebody who didn't know these four guys, I would have been like, holy hell, this this is just action. This is awesome. These guys are wild. And as somebody who's just seen them, I was like, I, you know, this is a perfectly acceptable middle of their own wrestling match. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the the, the promo, a hundred percent was great. Adam Page, they made look good. Um, Jungle Boy had some fun spots. Jimmy Havoc mm-hmm. did did his thing. MJF didn't need to do a lot, which was perfect for him. So it was fine. I just I, is nuts. I didn't know he had yeah. moves besides. The roll-ups, you know, or, or <laughs> that heat seeker pile driver, man, just the way to set it up and then how he delivers. Wow. Yeah, that's, and it looks, it, it looks so much better than, you know, if you could almost look at the equivalent to that move as the on the knees DDT where they're already on their knees and yep. then you drop back because it's so short. And sometimes it just kind of uh, it looks like crap, but when he you know when he springs up and comes down with that pile driver on the rope, it looks great. Yeah, <laughs> it looks re- and especially if you can get a guy who can pu- who's smart enough to push themselves off the rope too, so they get halfway in the ring Ooh. and look like they're dangling too, which is what happened. You know, you, you get the right guy in there to take it, and and that's that's what I'm saying. This match was totally fine. I I not it's I I didn't. I didn't dislike it by any means, but it wasn't anything that blew my mind. So I mm-hmm. thought two and a half was a good way to do it. 
Yeah. I, I, it's just, I've seen a lot of people in some spots, a lot of power bombs, uh, surprisingly from this, uh, from this small stature of a human being, but he's got some strength. That's for sure. Um, want a little bit more from Jimmy Havoc, but in due time, we'll get a Jimmy yep. Havoc match. That, that there was a lot of people. There's a lot of people that were just putting this match over like this was the best thing on the show. And I was like, mm, maybe I'm just in the minority that, that doesn't think that, you know. So that was kind of where I was going with that. But, yeah, you know, it, it was fun. It was fun. They they did it. Did you see that picture Luchasaurus tweeted of him and uh, Jungle Boy yeah. at wrestling? That was, that was kind of cool. I didn't that. know that. Yeah, I had no idea that they had like an outside um, connection. So, you know, maybe this is a team for your tag tournament. Yeah. You know, you can like get I them said, in there. They, they got stuff, you know, they, they can have a nice year or two years, you know, as a tag team. And then you have something built in where it's like, all right, here's the turn. And then you got a nice set robbery, David versus Goliath. You know, some people, two guys that have known each other for well over a decade. It's, it's just, they, it's money right there, I think. Um, next up, we had the 20-minute title of the draw. Uh, it was Cody against Darby Allen. I went two and a half again on this one. Uh, Darby Allen's bumps that he takes is Ooh. just disgusting. Coffin um, drop, ouch. <laughs> the apron. And he didn't, like, land on the apron. Like, that was half of my back hit the apron. That was disgusting. <laughs> like, his spine. Like, all I could picture when he hit that was the NHL 94 <clears throat> hockey check sound when he hits the thing. <laughs> when he just goes down, he just, like, that's all I can think of when he hit that. And then somebody posted a picture of, a, it's like Knicks fans after free agency, and it was them, the Darby <laughs> Allen. <laughs> that's great. Which, by the way, breaking your news, the Knicks uh, actually signed Air Bud to a four-year, $64 million deal. Bud get in there. Stephen A. Smith, I heard, was a rumor. So just yep, yep. this clock. Uh <laughs> so it was it was like Cody's just got like a his offense isn't like the fastest and like the most compelling offense. It's a nice old school style, which is fine, mm-hmm. but it were that Cody Rhodes' offense works so much better excuse me, in the Dustin Rhodes match than this Darby Allen match. And that I think is the only I think that's the only reason why I didn't have it as high as the Dustin, but it was fine. Oh, I mean, yeah. They, Darby Allen, you know, they, they they made that underdog. He, he looked good, and then we got the the finish. And you know, once again, that that referee, good job by her. She she made the finish look good. That mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really digging this female ref they have. She's she's got a presence in that ring. Um, so kudos to having her, and you know, so it was just fine. It, it didn't. It didn't knock my socks off, but there was some stuff I really liked in it. What, what did you think? Um, I really liked how they were uh, kind of going after the the hand um, of Cody uh, here. You know, Darby Allen just kind of going all over that injured hand, whether he was biting it, uh, stomping on it, or or what have you. Um, I, I thought that was an intriguing aspect. I think that's why you know you you could say that could have played into the where, you know, the, the offense wasn't as, you know, uh, you know to, to up to Cody's par as we're accustomed to, especially coming after double or nothing there. But um, the body bag was, was interesting. The, the spots where Cody kind of threw uh, Darby Allen in there 
does the springboard kick and then just took him out of it? I don't know. Sure. Um, you would think there would be a spot for a finish, but uh, apparently it was not. Um, you know, the the match was fine. I, you know, I, I don't think it needed to go that 20-minute draw, to be honest with you. Um, you know, to me, it didn't hit any high gear, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of within the match until it was like 30 seconds left, which I was just like, oh, they're either going to go to a draw or he's going to get it right at three. Um, like you said, uh, kudos to the uh, to the ref for you know making that spot look good and you know kind of that sense of urgency from Cody Rhodes there uh, you know was 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 pretty nice to kind of set that there. Um, and then Sean Spears had to come in <laughs> so, and blow the internet so, up. So do you, do you want do you want to talk about this because we got to talk about the elephant in the room or do you want me to kind of give my feelings before you jump in uh you give your feelings on the gimmick chair sir so supposedly it was a gimmick chair i don't know how you gimmick a chair but uh, gimmicking it apparently wasn't the right idea because it looked it must have been sharp somehow which mm-hmm. makes it even worse because i don't know how it cut his head open and it split his head if a, no- a normal chair, it didn't even open all the way. So there had to have been something wrong with that chair. Um, I also, I think if Sean Spears would have just swung the damn chair, like you normally swing a chair, nothing would have happened. I mean, it would have <laughs> hurt, but he did this like awkward sideways, like I'm bunting a baseball and I don't know how to swing a chair. Like it was, he, it, Watch the way he swings that damn chair. I, mm-hmm. I think it's more his fault that he didn't. He swung it like an idiot. It was almost like I'm afraid to do this, and then that just makes it worse. Um, as for the backlash, look, it is what it is. Yeah, we we unprotected chair shots. You know, I had somebody somebody on on Facebook said we. You know, the, this this makes the company look second rate. You're full of shit. Okay, <laughs> I. <laughs> You know, for everyone that says we don't need another Chris Benoit situation happening, of course not. But he didn't didn't even hit him hard. (laughs) Like, that's the worst part is people are making this giant ordeal. Like, like he he swung like it was Jeff Hardy against Brock Lesnar or The (laughs) Rock and and Mankind. You know, it wasn't even close to that. It was was to the point that I I think he swung it so awkwardly that he caught his head and ripped his skin off mm-hmm. because he like dragged it off his head. So I didn't even hit him that hard with it. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think, I think people are just trying to find something to bitch about is the problem. And I don't know. It, it, every time, every time, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example, but like nobody says, nobody says a word when, Pentagon does a, a Canadian destroyer on the ring apron. Yeah, or you can't you know, tell me that that's not on someone's yeah, feet, or like, well, and I, I get. That. I mean, to, to keep it apples to apples, head trauma. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I, I get. I would rather take the. To be fair, I would rather take a chair shot to the head than get thumbtacks in my feet. I cringed at that shit. <laughs> so, for the record. <laughs> I'm on your team with that aspect. That that is oh, uh, I didn't. I would never. I would never do. Oh, I can just feel him in my heel right now. Ugh. Mm-hmm. 
but a chair shot, I've I've had that before. It's like, all right, you know, yeah, it ding a little bit, but I don't know. I just what about all these like nobody says a word when um you know, K- Kenny Omega throws the hardest form I've ever seen at Laredo Kids in his face. Nobody <laughs> cared about that, but they care about this chair shot because people are so accustomed to find something to complain about, and it's chair shots are banned. You shouldn't do them. The guy's a 13-year pro or however long he's in wrestling. He's a grown-ass man. He can make his own decisions, and if he wants to take a chair shot, who's the internet to to, to crap on a company for letting that happen? He he, you know, he made his own choices. Do you Sorry, think it was, was uh, too much that they went into damage control kind of afterwards with uh, with the media after the event? Yes. The Bucks and because, Tony Khan? Because that to me is the, the same problem I had where they were like, we just want to make sure everybody knows that when you come to this show, we're going out of our way to promote this and, and give this and do that. And, you know, yeah, you guys are doing a lot of great things, sensory rooms for people with that. That's awesome, you know, that you're trying mm-hmm. to have causes. But you don't need to say it 400 freaking times to try to put it over. You know, we want to we want to let you know that we have Sunny Kiss and Nyla Rose, and we're going to do a 20-minute special on why it's special that we have them. No, they just want to be equal, so just ha- – we got this great new talent, Sunny Kiss, very athletic and has, has a wild moose that you're going to need to see to believe. There you go. Thank you. That's all I'd want. I don't need you to spend all this time to talk about how different I am. You know, well, that's kind fair, of what Jim they Cornette did with to hear that difference. <laughs> well, Jim Cornette can also kiss my ass too, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, so, so you don't like. Look, it happened. It was on a wrestling show. A pro wrestling show had a chair shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there and you go. To, to be fair, Cody sold the shit out of that chair shot, so mm-hmm. he just went down like a sack of flour. Um, and you know whether that was like the legit from the you know ungimmick gimmickness from a gimmick chair um or not i it was funny it was like watching the movie jfk where they had so many angles and all this different stuff on various websites because i just watched you know the the final three matches today so i had tried not to go on the internet like from saturday night all the way until this morning and so i was just like I, I get it, you know, and, and kudos to the announcers for putting the importance of it, talking about CTE and like, oh, this isn't good. But I think they were doing that because they're trying to set up the feud and for yeah, their match, I'm assuming, at it, all out. Yeah, they're trying to make it a much more a much more serious situation yeah. than it really was. Here, the fact the of the matter is, is he cut his head open with the side of the chair because he hit him like a freaking moron. He got 12 staples, but he had zero signs of any form of concussion. Yeah, no <laughs> was concussion. not even hurt. Like, he was completely fine after it. He got a he cut. He got a producing. Yeah. It's, it's like he got – I mean, I know it's much worse, but literally it's, oh, it's like he scraped his knee. It was an accident mm-hmm. on something that didn't even affect the chair shot. So yeah. that's why I'm just like, come on, people. But I'm glad you brought up the, the that with the media so much because it's like, you guys don't need to over. Like I understand this is only the third show or second show or whatever you want to say about it, but you don't need to keep defending everything you're doing. It's like it's like you got that employee at work that is doing something, and and they they do something and you react to it and they got to give you 500 reasons why it either is or isn't okay. And it's like no, just <laughs> okay, don't do that again. 
Do you understand? Uh, yes, I do. Or, yeah. Great job. Let's just leave, you know, do that next time, but let's leave it at that. We don't need 35 minutes geared toward it. That's, that's the only thing that's kind of making me go, just take a breather, guys. It's, <laughs> and, and in the long run, Still I think. wrestling, like you said. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's the only knock. Like I, I I've loved these shows. I've loved the booking, but some of the stuff it's just it just stop trying to get it over and get yourselves over. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing good things. I appreciate what you're doing. I get what you're trying to do, but just leave it at that and keep it just just relax a little bit with it. <laughs> uh there was no <laughs> relaxation uh into this next match though. My match of the night, holy ish. Um this is what we kind of wanted to see it all in last year. Uh, you know, they, they definitely got their time. You know, granted, there were a few people short from that main event last year. Woo! Um, Jim Ross just not feeling Kenny Omega's hair. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I would wear that hair. Well, 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 Jr. He's he's a coma. Who's coma? This is this is, this is a fighting game, Trevor. Well, I'm I have, apparently I'm gonna start being good at Street Fighter then if it is a coma and I, I you're teaching me everything. <laughs> like good God, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, last thing I'm gonna say about the chair shot, then I'm gonna stop. I promise. Or the, you know, with the, with the way that they promote that yep. the good and the bad things, with the way that they over over promote them doing like good community things 700 times or the way that they tried to overplay this chair shot with the media. Isn't it almost like they're just making it worse by just not shutting up and moving on. Agreed. Because that's all I saw on my Google thing was like, Oh, is Cody Rhodes? Is this okay? You know, it was kind of like when Obushi took the, uh, the, the German release off the apron by uh, Naito. At the minute, everyone's like, oh, well, I, I can't watch this. I, I don't know if I can watch New Japan anymore because of one spot, because of one oops. You know, this was an oops, you know, kind of on, on you know, with the chair shot. Unfortunately, stuff happens. I think, you know, the thumbtacks were a little bit more like than anything else. Go watch a pillow fight. Seriously. Like, People are bitching about pro wrestling having dangerous things. It's pro wrestling. Yeah. People are people are signing up to go. Hey man, I want you to throw me off this cage. You know what do you think's gonna happen? Like this is. <laughs> I I just it it drives me crazy how people can can find like look we talk mad shit about the WWE as of late. I'll openly admit I'm probably the worst one, but. It's at least justifiable when I'm criticizing the product, but I'm not criticizing the wrestlers for, like, like oh my god, breaking news, Alex, Sarah Logan is the most unsafe wrestler ever, and people shouldn't put her on TV. Did you know that? Because she knew Dana Brooke in the back, and she managed, she accidentally hit her face off the ring post and broke her nose and was bleeding in the ring, and then she got pinned by Sarah Logan because they had to finish the match. I can't believe this. I will never watch this again. I can't believe in a pro wrestling match somebody accidentally got hurt. Like it's just that's so it's just so stupid. It's like it's, it's like. Hey man, I'm gonna go watch the UFC. I can't believe that guy got punched in the face and he got knocked unconscious. What a barbaric ass thing! Well, no shit, you're watching Ultimate Fighting. Like, 
It's like watching a Tony John movie and there's no elephants. It's like, come on, where's the elephants? <laughs> I want to see him ride on one. Damn it! But I just, I don't. It just, it. I don't understand how. Oh, man, Whew, you got me fired up, man. I need to take a breather. <laughs> so it's funny because you know, as we're talking, the announcers we're, we're showcasing the importance of you know chair shots, head shots, CTE, and all that. Then Raw tonight, you know, as we kind of alluded to at the beginning, uh, you know, they had the last man standing, which thankfully wasn't an arm wrestling contest or drag a truck uh, contest uh, with Bobby Lashley and Ryback or Braun Strowman, whoever he is. Um, you know, Strowman. <laughs> I, I forgot who did what, but you know they basically go through the uh, the stage setup. You know where they have the lights and you know the tight the below the Titan Tron, the staging area. You know there's pyro galore. You know they spent their pyro budget on this one spot, but during uh, you know kind of you know you know it's silence from the announcer. Then they come back. You know Corey Graves gives the holy shit, which they didn't bleep. Um, then they talk about. Oh gosh, here at WWE, we try to maintain the safety of our wrestlers. You know, it's like the same tone and everything as they did as JR and Excalibur and everyone did, like, just case the importance of, like, we didn't intend for any of this to happen and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dudes, like, stop trying to get, I, I know what you're doing, but just let it be and just have them bask in the glory. Now it'll be interesting if people are going to be up in arms with the uh, Corey Graves comment. You know, that, that again, that didn't get leaked, which I hope not, due to the fact that it actually showed emotion, you know, showed an actual like, oh, and not a, you know, as, you know, we probably don't know if it was scripted or not, but it, you know, it has in the one aspect of the WWE saying, hey, you think everything is scripted and through the ear, you know, the headset or whatnot, we're going to make this seem like it's a real, you know, a real time, <laughs> you know, type of a uh, comment, so It'll be interesting. I I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny that, that they did a similar spot with a similar reaction from the announcing, trying to tell the audience, hey, this is just entertainment. <laughs> oh, man. Just, it's, wrestling fans just confuse me, man. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you, Kota Bushi doesn't get hurt. People like I. Uh, anyway, I, I'm. I, that's that. They were up in arms up. over that. I, it's just it, don't watch it. <laughs> what do you? And and, and, and obviously somebody somebody that watched Dominion, I would say nine out of ten people were were not casual New Japan fans. You mean to tell me you've never seen Naito and Ibushi wrestle each other to know what the hell they're gonna do every time they wrestle? So your your match of the night, six man tag. We talk about Jim Ross hating the Akuma hair. (laughs) What about the Batista guy? The Batista guy. The guy who ran in front of him and did the did the Batista guns and the taunt like on all that. Yeah, I assume that was one of the comedians saw it all in last year, but apparently not. (laughs) Do you know who that guy was? No, I have no idea. I was just—I was more confused. They're doing the Batista thing from like 
10 years ago. <laughs> uh, I like the round one of fights by Justin Roberts to stop, you know, the start yeah. of the match here. Um, I love the Street Fighter gimmicks from the Elite. Um, thought it was fun. Uh, apparently, Kenny Omega, though, did not get his garb in time. Uh, I think it actually probably would have been delivered today uh, where the Young Bucks had their gear made, uh, you know, kind of separately had theirs, and it looked awesome. Um, I thought this was, I mean, it's, it was, I, I don't know what to say. There's so many damn spots, uh, high octane action. They made every spot count. Um, even Nick Jackson, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, kind of made up for, you know, kind of missing that spot on the rope, uh, you know, kind of on the, uh, on the second rope there, uh, oh, with Phoenix, the Spanish, fly. Spanish fly. Yep. Uh, so, you know, besides that, this was just a hard hitting, hard flipping, uh, nice to see countless V triggers, um, and, and everything, uh, you know, this was the Kenny Omega that, you know, I, I became a fan of, you know, I, I didn't see that in that Chris Jericho double or nothing match. I saw that here. I saw him get in Pentagon's face, you know, cannot wait for that rematch there. Um, and Laredo kid, my God, just continues uh, to impress, you know, not only me, but Jim Ross, as he did say, uh, kind of throughout the match. But hey, I'm fine with that. You know, he's putting someone new over, you know, that, that people, you know, don't aren't aren't accustomed to yet. Uh, I mean, damn, Matt Jackson, you know, kind of with the uh, the gut wrench, you know, uh, suplex spots. Amazing. He gut wrench suplex, Ryan, two dudes. At the same time, yeah. after hitting, I don't oh, know. Yeah, you see those Northern Lights? Oh, yeah, the Northern the, Lights. Yeah, 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 that was awesome. That was really cool. I'd never seen that before. Just amazing. I mean, these guys just threw it all in. You know, it was kind of their makeup from last year. Um, everyone got their ish in. It was fun. It was fantastic. You know, the one-winged angel, you know, kind of on uh, the Laredo kid for the victory for Team Elite there. Um I mean, I just watch this match. Download Bleacher Report Live. Uh, you know, kind of just fast forward to the second to the last match. Uh, watch the final two uh, and just enjoy. This was just, it wasn't a cluster, but it, like I said, it was just a high octane action that just kept my attention for the whole 20, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was, they, they, did a, they did a good job. They did a good job. I went three and three quarters on it. I'm pleasantly happy with it. It was one of those things where I think I've just seen these guys wrestle each other so many times that it I knew what I was getting into. So it's kind of like, all right, that's awesome. This is great. Um, this was I had this tied with the the three way Joshi match for my uh, for a third best uh, third favorite uh, tonight. Yeah, I mean they did they did a great job. I mean they gave you all the spots you want. They played the hits. If you haven't seen these guys work each other. I mean, mind blown. I I liked the match from Double or Nothing a little better with the with the four. Mm. Uh, there was just there was a little chemistry at the beginning that just kind of seemed a little weird, like the 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 Pentagon stopping Kenny running and then he's doing the back and forth and he did it like seven times with his hands and I'm like, all right, just get on with it. Um, mm-hmm. A couple parts like that that just kind of pulled me out, but I mean, this was your spot fest that you wanted in this slot. It was everything 
that that you want out of these guys. Laredo Kid takes a beating like nobody else. That backbreaker <laughs> Kenny Omega hit him with. I thought I was like, well, oh. that's the end of Laredo Kid. He's dead. He's dead. You know, get get on the internet and start complaining because you can't backbreaker somebody like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just a kid. He's just he's a yeah, Laredo Kid. I thought this kid, was a know? good match to showcase too. Kind of someone. Okay, what's this AEW? I think you know. Kind of from this card, this is the match that you would you would kind of showcase. It's not a hardcore match. It's not a body bag match. You know, granted, you know, not everybody you know knows about the renaissance of women's professional wrestling. Hell, let alone Joshi. Um, I, I just think this was that match where you just say, okay, you want to watch something effing crazy for twenty minutes? Here you go. Yeah, that's a that's a hundred percent. You know, and I think the best way for me to put it is it's kind of like the four way. It was great. It was fine. It just, mm-hmm. I'd seen it and it didn't, I didn't, it wasn't like, oh my God. But I'm watching it going, man, these guys just blow my mind with half of the crap that they're able to pull off. And they oh, do it gotcha. so often and they just keep it going. And even to be fair too, on the small hiccup Nick Jackson had, it still didn't look that bad, which was, no. you know, a testament to how good they are he covering it up. up pretty quickly. And then and that, that Spanish fly. <laughs> that Spanish fight was ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So it, it was cool. They did a good job. Um yeah, it was it was a nice way to set up a completely different main event. You know, we get our unsanctioned match, Moxley, Joey Janela, and when they when you told me they made this match like a month or so ago, Alex, the first thing I said to you was, Man, I wish they would have made this a gimmick match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> made this a gimmick match. Oh God! This was the match of the night. I went four and a quarter on this. This was because all I wanted from Moxley when he left was I want to see Dirty Death match John Moxley. I want to see him against Masashi Takeda, Asami Kadoka, and Joey Janela, and maybe Nick Gage was things I wanted to see. And I got to cross one of them off the list here with this Joey Janela one. And they, they Joey Janela is like. Ten years ago, John. Ten years younger, John Moxley. I love it. I love it. every minute of it. Everything it did was great. That the elbow, uh, the Shawn Michaels elbow from oh. the ladder, was was awesome. By the way, do you see what Joey Janela calls that move now? No. What does he call it? That, that dude that I that that ICP guy that I showed you when you were over here that you kind of like. Oh, what is that kid doing? The 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 juggalo juggalette guy and he like jumps off and would elbow onto the chairs. Oh he, yeah. Ooh. He calls it the superhuman elbow drop. Oh god. <laughs> Why are we making I'm, that guy famous? Come I know. I'm just like I I laughed so hard when that was that was what it said. Um, I guess he screws f f this shit when he, before he jumps. That's why. But uh, oh, so I, yeah. I watched a lot of that after I was like, oh, me and Alex seen that thing once. <laughs> the guy jumping on a brick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the thumbtacks with with the with the bare feet was disgusting. Um, they brought out the real barbed wire. Moxley was tore up. Janela had to pull one of the barbed wire strips out of his forearm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It it just this was my match of the night for the fact that you could tell Joey Janela knew that this was going to be his moment, mm-hmm. and he went with it. And John Moxley gave that 
I can finally do whatever the hell I want look. And just, I mean, he took everything, which was, I was, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. This is what I wanted out of Moxley. Now I just want, look, do, do the favor for Joey Janela. You took the picture with him after outside drinking <laughs> beers and shit. Beers, yeah. ne- next year, Tampa spring break for ever. Cause he's calling it forever, which I think is hilarious. Hopefully Terry Funk's on the show. Um, you brought him last year and you gave, you know, to give Jimmy Lloyd the rub. Let's get Moxley Masashi Takeda, man. Ooh. Just give it to me. It, it, the fact that I've turned into like a low key deathmatch, I'll, I'll watch some deathmatch stuff now, which I didn't for the longest time because these guys in Big Japan are just good wrestlers on top of it. Mm-hmm. Give me Moxley Takeda. This, this led me down that path that this was so fun that. Masashi Takeda, I, I put him over for the last year Sign and a half. Sign me Second favorite best wrestler of the year last year, I thought. God, give me, give me, give me, give me my. If they gave me Moxley and Takeda, I, man, I might have to give me what I want. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, yeah, I'm going to Tampa. Effort. Do it live. They, they gave me what I wanted in this match. It was just weird, though. Like, in the beginning, it felt super rushed, and then it just felt, like, really super slow at times as well. And they literally threw everything, including the prosthetic prosthetic leg uh, that Joey Janela kind of grabbed from the fan in the beginning there, busting open Moxley right away. What was that? Did you see any of the tweets about that? No. (laughs) Some guy goes... I don't know what's happening right now. Some the guy in the row behind me just passed his fake leg to Janela over my head. Because <laughs> Janela, <laughs> awesome. like that, and when I saw that, like during the show, because I had the I had Twitter open while I was watching, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this literally did it, and it was like ECW Arena where he just grabbed shit from a fan. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. okay, I'm invested that these guys are going out there giving, giving it, giving it all. All they had. I just not to cut you off. I just I totally remembered that last second. Like, oh, oh my gosh, I forgot about spot. the leg. And then somebody actually was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Stood by me, just gave Janelle his fake left. <laughs> I mean, speaking of ECW, barbed wire on barbed wire on barbed wire, Ryan. Two boards that were just covered in barbed wire, bats, chairs. Hell, he slams Janella while having the chair of barbed wire. Just connected to his back, slams him down on that. It was a, oh. you know, a, an outstanding match. I mean, like you said, it was just everything that you wanted to see with, you know, in, in the John Moxley. You see, you know, the 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 old school Moxley here, and you got it. But what I liked about this match is it made Janela look like, hey, this is the guy. This is your hardcore guy. Just think of the match he's going to have, you know, with Jimmy Havoc down the line, with Darby Allen down the line, you know, to kind of have that niche, you know, type of a counter-programming that All Elite will offer with these wrestlers. And, oh, yeah, we're going to get him and Moxley, hopefully, you know, down the line again, because this was just awesome. Moxley took his took the spots that, you know, you're, I'm so used to WWE kind of programming. It's like, he's not going to take any of this. No. He took it, that elbow from the ladder. That was one thing I did see before I watched the match. And I love how they just led everything to it. Moxley, my God, 
that Death Rider or whatever the hell they're calling it, Paradigm Shift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Paradigm Shift. There you the go. Oh. Uh, and, no, and and Mo- just... Moxley took that first barbed wire too, which I thought was a pivotal. Yep, here he goes. He's gonna do it now. You know, I, I love that you mentioned the the fact of you know with him taking stuff when when your mindset's not thinking it. It's exactly the truth. And then he's like. Hold my beer, I'm taking it first. You know what I mean? It was like, ah, oh, here he goes. This that is what we want. Sweep off the apron where they both crashed to that table. The second he walked on the apron, he just grabbed him and went with him. I was like, <laughs> okay, that was cool. That was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a hell of a match. You know, you throw, you know, the this match, the six man, you know, match, uh, the elite versus the luchas, um, and and the. Uh, three-way and hell the opening uh triple threat tag match uh you know on the pre-show i mean you have four solid ass matches um you know that that kind of constitutes like hey this is going to be some this is going to be a company to watch out for they are making you know stars you know going with that four way you know with mjf and adam page here you know as well and you know they they got a damn good uh talent roster here um, the only aspect, a couple of things from the show that I was kind of scratching my head on, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I haven't really heard a 20 minute time limit besides like new Japan, you know, where, mm-hmm. where they kind of, you know, enforced that time limit. It kind of brought me back to that WCW type of days where they would always say 20 minute time limit. So, you know, kind of with the, the, the Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen draw, I was like, Oh, okay. But for me, I was like, that just seems too short of a time. What do you think on that? Especially with how the athleticism is so much more with today's wrestlers. Yeah. That, and that was one of the things too, that when, when I heard that early on, I immediately thought, well, there's going to be some match that's going to go to a draw now. Mm-hmm. And I know that wasn't their intention, obviously, but when you, you know, when you immediately hear something that you're not used to, it changes your mindset and, it's, and it gives you the, well, they're obviously planting the seed so they don't just do it in one match. So my American wrestling mind is trained to go, well, something's ending in a draw and that's what happened. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, I know, like, you know, they did what they did, but that kind of, that kind of took me out of it. Now it'd be one thing if they, I, I hope that they keep doing this now. So we don't get accustomed to it as, Oh, they did it again at the first match. Something's going draw. <laughs> so I guess yeah, that'd be interesting how this away. goes with the win loss, you know, kind of emphasis, uh, you know, that they plan to do with AEW as well as the emphasis of the, of the uh, the 20 minutes a time limit, even though the main event's got 30 minutes here. Uh, and then, of course, uh, John Moxley taking a wicked running trigger from uh, from Kenny Omega there, hair and all. Um, diving foot stomp on the sandwich table that I thought was a lot better than or nothing there. Uh, my only gripe, the drumsticks. What are your thoughts on that? Is yeah. that the most uh, evilest usage of weaponry <laughs> you've seen of wrestling I- in a while? I get it. He picked up something and just started hitting him with. I think the worst part about the drumsticks for me was it doesn't look good on the camera and it probably hurt worse than anything he did to him. So it's like <laughs> you're, 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 you're not, you're like, you're smashing him, but people just don't, 
people just don't realize like those actually hurt. So it's like ah, just it looked kind of like ah, just playing around, you know. And it was like yeah. I didn't I didn't need it. And like I said, I bet you that shit hurt worse than like the garbage can. <laughs> you know, you ever hit someone with a drumstick? Like, man, I remember some of those rock nights. <laughs> and we know for the next show, Fight for the Fallen, which will be in, uh, I believe, 12 days uh, coming up here. Uh, we probably won't see an Ambrose or, or John Moxley running uh, during the Shima Neo Mega match. Hopefully that goes near the 20 minute time limit. Uh, so it, it was a nice to kind of set up for, for their match at All Out. Drumsticks. Yeah. Out. I'll take it. I'll take it here. What do you think of Flip Gordon coming out in a? Uh, this is way off topic. I just saw this picture because I'm trying to find something I want to email you. Uh, Flip Gordon, the gas mask. Yeah, the mercenary. He's yeah. going by. Sure. It's like saying if AJ Styles goes heel. <laughs> just no. um, fun show. I mean, fun show. I mean, three and a half hours with the pre-show. If you you skip the first three matches, uh, two and a half hours show. You know, a nice watch. I I would say I wasn't you know him and in hauling you know too often, um, if at all during during the show. But did uh did did you see the uh the the gif of um the cameraman falling in the pool while trying to get out of the way of them carrying? <laughs> Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> um, oh, apparently, uh, Viceland this week is going, or the new Viceland is about FMW, the old Hayabusa, Mr. Ganasuke, Kotofuyuki promotion. Wow. That looks cool. Doing big things I'm, on Viceland. Um, maybe I, I might have to just try to find this after. Um, the show because this is going to distract me now. Basically, somebody put together a giant spreadsheet, and I give them credit, but I don't remember who it was. And I thought I downloaded it, um, and I was going to send it to you, but apparently I didn't. But they put together a singles, tag, six-man, four-way, and battle royal Google Doc of every win and loss of the first two shows now. Wow. You know, oh, I That's did have it. It's in my, uh, it was in my folders. Um, and basically, the the uh, let me get the name of it. His name is John Ben uh, at Lord Ben B E N N or B E N N E. Um, he said, "I'm not sure why I spent my whole Sunday doing this, but if AEW is serious about wins and losses, then I'm going to hold them to it." Made an entire spreadsheet tracking every wrestler's result and will update going forward. Damn, that's pretty. I'm, bad. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna email you the the link real quick. Well, um, so you, tweet you, that ish, especially after fight for the fallen. Um, I, well, that's a good point. I'll retweet that. Yeah, you're right. Um, so where do you, where do you want to go next? We have two really good Japanese shows. Um, one that was super loaded on the back end. The begin the the opener was hot, but the middle was kind of eh, or just a nice, good front to back fun show. What do you want to do? Because we're both going to have side. We're talking about both of them. Um, <laughs> I say let's talk. I say let's talk uh, 
all Japan. Now, w- before I read your your awesome uh, intro on, on on tonight's episode, uh, episode one twenty nine, I was going to say to you, you know, I usually say, how do you want to start this? I was going to throw at you. We'll go from your, uh, you know, kind of from the bottom ranked of the three shows, and I Ooh. assumed, I assumed that you were going to go Fighter Fest, Japan, and DDT. Would I be Ooh. correct? Let's see here. So, all right. Oh no, because the All Japan. No, uh, when you told me your scores for All Japan, because I told you I just watched the final three, I was like, it's, it's probably going to go All Japan Fighter Fest, and then. Uh, DDT. Oh, you know this is one that I holy scared the shit out of me. Since I have two monitors, half of my Microsoft Word page was just sticking out on the second monitor, <laughs> and I had no idea what the hell. I was like, "Where's that thing on my screen?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the second Microsoft Word page." You know, that's a really, really interesting question. Boy, I, well, I guess. Here we go. We're going to do one of the most tedious things we've ever done. It's going to take about two minutes. Alex, do you have a calculator? Uh, I do indeed, sir. We're going to see who won the weekend. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you eight matches. Add up the totals, divide them by eight, and we'll get an average. All right? You ready? Correct. Yep. All right. 2.75. Okay. 3.5. All right. 3.25. Hmm. Three, three point five, two point two five, three point two five, and three point seven five. What is the average out of those eight matches? Three point one five. All right, three point one five. All right, next one will be seven matches. So okay. first one, three point two five, uh, two point two five. 3.5, and then 4.5. That'll be divided out of 7. 3.21. All right, so that takes the lead, which makes me need to bring back one other show here. Um, we're going to go out of nine here for this one, Alex. Uh, we'll start okay. with a 4 point oh, 1.75, 2.0, 3.5, 3.75, 2.5, 2.5, another 3.75, and a 4.25. And that is on a nine. And of course, that will be wow, three point eleven. All right, that means Fighter Fest was the reason we opened the show, Alex, because that was wow. my lowest rating of the weekend. Um, which means if we're going uh, worst to first, and that's pretty damn close to three point two one one five. That's a pretty solid show. I mean, I have you know kind of shows that are way above average there. Well, think of this too. Fighter Fighter Fest got a three point one one after the after the pre show. Yeah, <laughs> take that out. It changes the game. Um, at a three point one five, looks like we're on the road to Neverland because it's the road to Peter Pan. It's my second Whoa, show. Oh wow! 
said top heavy. Man, oh man, the top the top heavy three of that All Japan. And the opener was strong too. Yusuke Okada against Dan Tamura, one of the young lions. That or the young boys, whatever you want to call them. Wait, three there was a match before the uh the tag match with uh Saki Akai. Um yes, there was a match before that. Oh, I'm sorry, I was talking about the show. Yeah, the uh, the original or the first match was uh, Mizuki Watase against Shota. Um, I went oh. two and three quarters on that. It was only about five minutes. It was Shota getting the W, but it was a it was a fun little match. So, hey, so, so sorry, I went with your crazy wording and rabbit holes. We're, we're going to all Japan next, or or DDT? I thought. Yeah, DDT. Yep. The opener. Okay, was, uh, all Japan's opener was the Dan Tamara Yusuke Okada match. Gotcha. Uh, the DDT one was the Mizuki Watase, which was actually a dark match. Um, oh. Like it was, it was like watching a WWE show. Half the building, half a cork, and wasn't full yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, let's go right into it, then, man. Uh, you you mentioned it. Uh, we saw the team of Saki Akai and Asuka defeat Akito and Shunma Katsumata. Asuka gets the moonsault for the victory. Oh, I was oh. on this match, man. This the the closing stretch with Asuka and Akito makes me literally go extreme title, Peter Pan, let's go. Um yep. I wanna see what's gonna happen here. This match is gonna rock. Um fun ma- Saki Akai is really making a um a statement to it doesn't matter about having a having a woman just as a regular worker on these shows. Because she's mm-hmm. really starting to fit in very well with these shows. Yes. And it looked second nature. Like, they work, they work the corner spot with a drop toe hold. She lands on the apron. Uh, Katsumata comes up with a basement drop kick to the head. And then Akito comes up with, like, a back senton. Didn't, didn't seem any different than any, anybody wrestling anyone. And that's, I was like, okay, they're, you know, she's becoming a really good crossover with this. So, I, I like that a lot. Um, it, was a, it was a good match. Uh, Man. Really good match with it. No, thought this was good. Hey, yeah, I'd like me some Saki Akai, especially after the uh, the Coming to America show. Uh, barely in the match, as you know, of course, as you stated, you know, Asuka, um, you know, was, was kind of setting up the program with Akito uh, because she was beating the living ish out of him. It was uh, <laughs> nice to see. It was great to kind of see that set up, and she just straight up challenged, dude. At the end of the match, which I had no idea what was being said, but you could tell by that glare and the I'm going to kick your ass uh, kind of stance that she had, uh, you know, and, and as you know, we did see at the end of the show, uh, it is booked for P- uh, for Peter Pan for the uh, the awesomely uh, 1,295th uh, uh, holder of the uh, the extreme champion. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the, so the extreme is the one that he won from uh, Akito beat uh, Hiroshima from. This is uh, the Iron Iron Man heavy metal weight is doing a That's time difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but boy, I got the list in that. I cannot wait to go over the list when we get to that point because. There's there's names in there that's gonna make you go why this son of a bitch is back, um, and there's there's names in there that's gonna make you go okay I'm gonna be excited. There's party people in this. There's some there's a random guy in there that I don't know why is in there, and there's a a, a vet that used to wrestle in the early '90s from New Japan in this thing. I have no idea why he's in this. So as long <laughs> as Super Sasa Dango Machine isn't in it, I'll, I'll be fine. 
Ooh. No. He's not in he he's oh, in the God. yearly weapons rumble against uh uh So Thank God. No, this was a, a fun opener. You know, this was uh you know something Tony Khan is not going to have in all elite wrestling since he says intergender matches will not be there, but DDT will probably take that and, and make their uh ladies look strong. So Fine opener, fun match. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get the DDT Megaton Class 1 match. Um, up-and-comer Yuki Onaya did his best in there with Kazusada Higuchi. Uh, I went three and a quarter. This match was one of the stiffest, yes. like, boy getting beat up but fighting back real hard type matches I have watched in a long time. Um the point when Higuchi just bent him over the top rope and just started open hand slapping him as hard as he could in the chest over and over. <laughs> I was like, God, strong kilo. And he, uh, Higuchi gets the doctor bomb. Yuki Onaya looked good. Higuchi gave him a lot yeah. of offense. It was stiff. It was fun. You could tell Naya still pretty new as his chest was swelling up like somebody who's never been abused like that. <laughs> Yeah, it but this, was uh, the chops, my God, uh, chops and strikes. This was, uh, you know, kind of like my introduction to New Japan. Uh, but a Gucci man, he looked uh, he looked good, showing a wide variety of moves, uh, whether it was uh, an almost uh, correct term, gut-wrench powerbomb that kind of sealed the deal, even though he was having a little uh, little issue there there for a second. Uh, but it didn't matter because that's uh, – that running clothesline into the corner, I swear, knocked Naya out of his boots. Um, <laughs> but Naya got Naya got his payback, man. When he uh, he hit that back suplex on Higuchi there, and then did a running knee to the dick of Higuchi while he was on the ground. I went bravo. That was just a beautiful, beautiful spot. You know what's you know what I liked about that is as random as it is, the the running knee to the dick as you put it, was that's like, all right, I'm in a fight for my life with this giant man who's beating me up. Yeah. I'm just going to run and hit him in the nuts as hard as I can. Like, maybe this will stop him from his onslaught for me to get a victory. Like, that's what it I did really not. liked about it. No, yeah. no, I didn't. <laughs> he ate shit at the end there, and then that clothesline, I thought he was dead. <laughs> but, you know, good showing. <laughs> Next time I see Yuki Onai, I'm going to go, hey! I, I want to see. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like when when you know not to jump too far ahead. We won't talk about the match yet. But Naomi Oshimura, the guy who was wearing the Midwest shirt, the guy who did the Canada stuff and the North and like Michigan and North Dakota and all that. Oh like, yeah. He was the guy with Yuki Ueno in the tag title match. Um, I'm like, hey, Yoshimura's in here. You know, good to see him after he made this little Midwest run. So. I'm gonna. I'm kind of got that same feeling now. Oh, Yuki Onaya is back on here. Let's go. I want to see more of him. So, <laughs> Higuchi man, Higuchi's been on another level since that Goshizaki match at the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Like that match made me. I mean, I, I I glamoured over that match with you after back in December when I was in Rochester watching that um, in that <laughs> in my hotel room because I saw I had to watch the tournament. And that match with him and Go was just. It's been off to the races with Higuchi, and I, I could see them doing something with him before the year's over. So, kudos to that. This might be one of the Alex Mello specials right here. Shinya Aoki and Harashima defeat Mao and Mike Bailey, Moonlight Express. Uh, 
Aoki with the backslide on Mao. This was, I went three stars on it in a good way because it was nice and slow and well-paced for a lot of it. And the offense fit in. And they really emphasized Harashima and Mao uh, kind of having some heat with each other. Uh, but in the middle of still doing something with that, they still did the right move. And they, they got uh, Shinji Aoki to get the victory to make him look good. So yes, I especially I with the fucking, you know with the match coming up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, great book, great booking, and that's why you know what they didn't need to do a lot, and that's why I'm glad it was just kind of the way it was. What do you think of this? No, I I love the emphasis at first. I you know like Shinji Aoki was like, why do I know this guy? And then I was like, wait, this is that MMA dude that we watched you know a few times over the last couple of years here. Then, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, my notes, I was like, wow, he looks like an old man, can barely get in the ring. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I looked up, I was like, why? It, his face just reminds me of something. I'm like, oh, he's an MMA master going 44 and 9, having 28 submission wins. He just, you know, had two uh, MMA fights over the last couple of years, considered one of the best Japanese MMA fighters. Was like, oh, my gosh, I got to give this match way more attention. I'm glad. <laughs> That I did because this was, uh, this was a good match. You know, Moonlight Express, you know, Mao Hiroshima. Now, was that the match last year's Peter Pan? Because I swear they fought in a weapons match prior that you had me watch. Last year was the Mao um, and Takagi did the uh, Takagi, the okay. The, the, the so, owner guy, Senshiro. So, had Mao and Hiroshima touched before then? or? thought they had wrestled at one of the previous it, it it feels like it might have been that previous big show they did in in like fe- February maybe I I know what you're talking about let me let me look back here um but no this was you know while you're kind of looking that up I, what I liked about this was this was a tag team match uh Hiroshima and Aoki looked you know like a team, you know, just not two guys kind of thrown in together, having some nice tag work here, um, you know, it, and it was just kind of telling different stories on, you know, what's going to happen with Peter Pan here within a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, man, Hiroshima hitting that superplex on Mao uh, was, you know, kind of one of the game changers there into the match there. And Mao just looked distraught after taking that loss. You know, Mao has been a name over the last, you know, a couple of years that you had me watch DD2 or maybe within the last year, whether he's teaming with, you know, speedball or not, or, or he's going singles, that guy goes hard, he goes fast. And, you know, kind of for for him to take the L there, you know, did not look uh, look very good. And, you know, kind of a vet as uh, Hiroshima is uh, should signal something, uh, their match hopefully coming up. Um, the thing that I thought about, I, I was wrong. The uh, the Judgment 2019 was the show I was thinking of, but that was uh, that was when your guy Shinji Aoki lost the Extreme Title to Harashima. Um, that was in the the, the Pride Rules match, um, and then uh, Mao and Mike Bailey wrestled Sakaguchi and Takanashi and Shima and Seki Oshioka in a three way was what it was. So I, I thought that was nah. the show. That was the uh, Takashita winning the title from, from Sa- uh, Sasaki and the the uh, Endo versus the wet fart Marafuji left in the ring. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry about wet that. Wet farts. 
Somebody, somebody, I was talking to somebody, I don't know if it was on Reddit or where it was like, like a week or two ago. And DDT got brought up and like, they're talking about, oh, we need more crossover guys, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, it's not, you know, if we are, we don't need lazy guys. Like, you know, we don't need lazy Marafuji coming back. And somebody's like, you know, for as, as much as people shit on Marafuji for being quote lazy in some of those DDT matches and some of the Noah stuff as of late, when that dude retires, people are going to forget about how incredible he, he was in his entire career. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right. You know, this dude's been wrestling for a long time. Maybe I shouldn't crap on him for some of those performances because I just expect him to be so good that I forget mm-hmm. that this dude's been wrestling for since you know forever. So, uh, uh, Mayomichi Marafuji, I apologize. That was my mistake. I was out of line. I can admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. So, that's oh, that's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> uh, speaking uh, of uh, all about that, uh, we got Blonde yes. Alistair Black, aka Yukia Sakaguchi, yes. and Akoto Omeda. Uh, I love this match. This had like an MMA feel to me, anyways. Uh, Sakaguchi looking like that Yakuza boss, uh, but showing that respect at the end there. Yeah, he did. I, I was all looking for the guy on the promo picture. I was like, man, this guy looks awesome. But nope, coming out, and I I love this. I, I thought this was a, a great, you know, kind of back-to-basics match, you know, where it had your submissions, you know, more so than, than kind of anything. A little quicker than what I wanted, but I totally get the aspect of that there. Uh, Freaking hard-ass strikes by both these guys. Kota Ameda, though, uh, he's a name where I'm like, I got to watch this guy. Not just because he, you know, shares the same name as Ibushi there, but just because he he looked damn good. Um, you know, I loved the the sleeper hold spot as well, kind of with both these guys. Simple yet effective, hard hitting. Love the triangle choke at the end, uh, forcing Omega to tap. Um, so a couple things that that I took out of this is one, I'm pissed off even more that. Kota Omeda is retiring in a couple weeks. Um, what? Being, he's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, I think I mentioned this on, on a oh, show. Oh, right. Like, he has a family business, right? Yeah. And, and this was one of those, man, this is one of those reasons why I was so excited for, like, this was their young, young boy who was yeah. turning into just a stud, having some fantastic matches and, and seeing this, Really, really kind of made me go, damn. Um, I also, you know, Sakaguchi is so good. Um, it makes me still kind of miss the fact that him and uh, Tana, uh, Masayo Tanahashi, uh, Tanahashi are not tagging anymore. Um, when they were doing the, what was it, shooting doji, I think is what they were calling them, what they were called. Um, I'm trying to find the, uh, the thing we used to uh, we used to talk about all the time as a joke the the shooting doji will wrestle each other one more time so everyone take a drink special oh. that that <laughs> game <laughs> I can't find that show uh, that exact title but you know Yukio Sakaguchi man like we had said he's like a he's like another Shibata with how serious he is with everything these yeah. guys beat piss out of each other this was my second favorite match of the night this I went three and a half. Um, my this was my favorite match, not counting the main event. I mean, it was this mm-hmm. was so good. 
It was so fun. And it's everything that I like in my strong style. Just two dudes going in there going, all right, let's beat the shit out of each other. And here we go. <laughs> and they were off to the races. Because <laughs> they were kicking the crap out of each other. So kudos. Kumita kudos. had the fastest set of strikes I think I saw. Uh, <laughs> even more. That belonged in a Street Fighter game. More so than what the, uh, the elite were trying to do the night before in Daytona Beach. And then he hits these, and Sakaguchi kind of stumbles, goes, all right, and then just hits one kick to the chest, yeah. and it made it down. God, <laughs> man. Sounds like a that shotgun. When he kicks you him. in this. <laughs> He's just and, – and I kind of want to go back and watch some of the DDT that we missed because he was feuding for a minute with uh, Damnation. I think he had a title oh. match against Tetsuo, and I really I, – I didn't see it, so I bet it was really good. Uh, so kudos to that Sakaguchi with that disgusting choke to get the victory. Um, <laughs> then we had the Dan Shoko Dino MMA countermeasure series. Uh, I was Dan Shoko Dino taking on Antonio Honda, Kazuki Hirata, Masahiro Takanashi, Super Sasadago Machine, Toru Owashi, Mizuki Watase, Mad Pauly, and Hiroshi Yamato. Um, this was my least favorite match of the night just because I didn't know what half of they were talking about. <laughs> I think if I would have known what they were saying, I would have enjoyed it more. But I was just like, man, she's yelling at him from the apron. And, you know, this is going on. And then Harada comes in wearing a, a washi mask. And it was just weird. But then, you know, I just didn't know what was going on. Mad Polly comes in and just starts beating the hell out of everybody. Um, and, like, I, I I say this all the time. Kazuki Hirata is one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet. He comes in, the Tokyo music's playing. Dan Shoko Dino's like crying, doesn't want any part of it. He's so he just starts humping him to the goes oh, and man. crying because he's getting violated. It looks like and the I, I, <laughs> what I took out of this was he was he's trying to prepare himself for Shinya Aoki, but he's terrified of Shinya Aoki. So like he's in these situations and he's just scared to death and he doesn't want to go through with it is kind of how I took it. Um, and I might be way wrong. I based it off of it as he doesn't see, you know, yeah, he knows Aoki, but he doesn't see him as a challenge. That's why he had these limit draws. He's like, look, I'm not taking any L's, man. I got to win. Yeah, I had seven or 19 draws within this, you know, uh, gauntlet <laughs> match here. But, uh, hey, man, I got the thrust. I got to have, you know, nipple on nipple clenching action. So I think, you know, hell, even the ref was on the nipple clenching. So, uh, you know, I, I thought this was, uh, again, coming off that fantastic uh, The Wrestler special on GDT and just kind of, you know, appreciating then Shaco Dino, where from last year's Peter Pan, where I was like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, I was like, this true. is just blah, blah, blah. This is gross. What is this? What are you showing me, Ryan? Where I just let it go, appreciate him as a person, you know, and, and kind of how he is coming through, um, you know, the, the mysteriousness of Don Shaco Dino, um, but also the appreciation and love that he has for the art of wrestling, but for the love of the art of DDT wrestling. And that's what I appreciate the most. And that's what this match kind of showcases. And oh yeah, the kind of swerve at the end where Aoki is kind of in the suit there and uh, yeah, you know, kind of choking Diano <laughs> or Dino right I, out there. 
See, that was kind of my thought was the reason I thought the way the reason I had the thought that I did was I'm, I was thinking, okay, he because they emphasize that everybody he wrestled had a, a different form of like a martial arts or like a a background in a fighting background, and it was him doing a trial run to try to see all these different styles. To see mm-hmm. if there's any way he counter. Like, um, Makoto Oishi was doing Sambo. Uh, we saw Toro Washi was doing the sumo, which Dino was like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, he was crying. Oh, he uh, did. And, and, the doggy style uh, stance is enough was all he wanted. <laughs> Antonio Honda does, does the judo. Um, Sasadago Machine was supposed to do kendo, but he ended up doing a PowerPoint. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, Yamato, obviously, the wrestling. Uh, Masahiro Takanashi, the boxer size, as we could tell with his wild headband he always mm-hmm. wears. Uh, Mad Pauly with the uh, Kabaddi D. And, uh, and, and my guy Kazuki Hirata, obviously swimming was his ability, so he came in there with swimming. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and as he started going and he couldn't beat any of these guys, he just, it looked like he was just getting depressed. After he couldn't get the testicular claw on uh, Takaha- Takanashi, and then he finally gets through it all, and he, he wins, and he's like, oh, maybe I can do this. And then Podacon, of all people, his buddy chokes him out, and it's <laughs> deviant uh, Shinya Aoki, like, ah. And I was like, oh, it's Aoki. I popped so hard for that. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Um, so it was, it was fun, though. Like, it was it was definitely fun. I just... I'm watching it and I was getting frustrated because I'm like, damn it, I really want to know what's going on. And then they got the drawings of Dino on the uh, on the PowerPoint. I mean, it was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Alex would have just been angry that you had me watch this match. But after, <laughs> you know, like I said, after watching the Vice Land, uh, the wrestlers, I was like, oh, I get it. It's fun. It didn't drag out. There were just minute matches. Plus, we got mm-hmm. to see uh, Antonio Honda. You know, you, you kind of brought him up a little earlier from Fighter Fest. Do his best Dave Batista impression. You know, kind of tripping coming into the ring. So, you know, that we had that. And then Honda falls getting in the ring, starts laughing at himself, and is like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. When he was getting attacked, and he's like, I want everyone in the ring. And then, he, then his only defense, let me go into my story, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then the belt strings because he ran out of time. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, thanks, thanks, Antonio Honda. Ah, I, man, I want to get the uh, Kazuki Hirata flashing red glasses, man. I want those. So <laughs> he can so drop can... it low. I guess it's the power of the glasses, though. <laughs> and then, and then when the when the when the go part's happening, I want to just do that judo chop he always does where people faint. Yep, and just chopping people on the way to it. Oh, it's so funny. It, dude, that mask he had of Toro Washi was one of the most lifelike, realistic masks I've ever seen. Um, when they were at the beginning, when, when that random ring guy won the, the title from him. Mm, yep. And then Owashi won the title back. It was right, I don't know if you watched it, it was right before the tag match um, during that like 20 minute little talking segment. Um, I was lucky. I, I like kept fast forwarding, and I was like, "Why is there two Awashis?" I'm like, "Oh, look at the risk. Oh, it's Harada. What is he doing?" And then we see a t- more title changes. Like, good God, um, entertainment though. But uh, <laughs> I, I have two matches on the show, and then I want to, and then then I, I just want to let you let you go off the, the on uh, that wrestlers. 
thing because I'm so intrigued by your thoughts on it. Um, we see Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, and Soma Takao, one of the one of the one of the of of this company, Soma Takao. Man, they're giving him a rub and he's running with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they defeat the team of Yuki Ueno and Naomi Yoshimura from All Out or Disaster Box. I think were they all out of Disaster Box? Disaster I, I didn't Box. Write that. Yeah, that okay. Uh, fun, nice tag match. Got some time on it too. It was like twenty minutes, twenty two minutes. I uh, went three and a quarter on it. Like the match. What'd you think on it? Um, like you said, so much account, man. He uh, he was pretty much uh, the representative for Damnation until you know uh, Dice K kind of had to come in towards the end. But you know there were a couple <laughs> of moments where I thought uh, Yoshimura and uh, Yuki Ueno were gonna win the straps. There were a few moments where I was like, oh my gosh, like he's gonna you know do this, and then that Yoshimura you know kind of pushing him down where it turned into the flip power bomb by Ueno was pretty damn awesome. Uh, but again, when we get the ref spots, you know, the ref bump, if you will, it's time for damnation to kind of, you know, uh, get everything all in there. And, and of course, that's what we saw. Um, Yoshimori, you know, kind of tapping. Um, you know, it, it was a little slow in some some parts, but, you know, I think they just kind of had to get uh, get that chemistry in there. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. It was a damnation tag match. Soma Takao, though, man, he looked uh, he looked pretty damn good. Again, not a having watching uh, DDT probably since April, um, you know, just kind of brought back old familiar faces where I'm like, ooh, I should probably go back. And, ooh, Peter Pan's coming right up. So definitely yeah. looking forward to kind of see who their next uh, next opponents are uh, come uh, come the 15th. It's going to be fun. We got, we got Peter Pan coming up in uh, two weeks. We got uh... – Fight for the Fallen in a couple weeks here, too? G1. Yeah, G1. God, here it comes again. Um, speaking of, here it comes again, man. Chris Brooks seems like he's find, found himself a home. Having fun. I put him over, said, you know, you, you're you not Japanese or whatever he said, but you you belong in this Japanese promotion. Uh, Chris Brooks was retweeting it like crazy he said he was he cannot wait to continue to make this company his home it's the best thing he's done uh, but they but they they do the smart move Kanosuke Takashita gets the victory German suplex on Sanshiro Takagi gets the three count to get him to to, to the match with Tetsuya Endo in two weeks but man this match was bonkers uh, Chris Brooks rides a bike into a ladder in Takagi's <laughs> he got a bicycle. We had the um, we had they brought out the the containers, to which oh Chris Brooks took a disgusting back senton bump onto the containers. Like, I'm part of you guys. Death. I mean, it was it was awesome. <laughs> but the the matches and and this is this is something I'm going to say too, and this is this is meant in the most positive way I think possible. And I think that's why I'm so excited. Cause you know, I, I really like Chris Brooks. I'm a Chris Brooks fan. Yep. This um, being in there with a guy like Kanosuke Takashita, it kind of showed me a little bit that Chris Brooks has a couple hiccups that I didn't realize before when he was in his tag matches doing the CCK stuff that, okay, He's he maybe he does have a little work to do and it's I get it you know I, I'm he looks like a young dude I don't know how old he is I'm just assuming <laughs> but you know 
he's he's taken a bold step to a new company. He's in mm-hmm. their main event with their ace and the, the president of the company. He's holding his own. He's getting all the comedy and plunder going. And when it came down to the actual wrestling aspect, as the match progressed, he started keeping up with Takashita a lot more. And what makes me excited for this is this shows me that Chris Brooks has more work to do, which means he's just going to get better. Yes. And oh, gosh, yeah. I cannot wait to see what, what, what happens when Chris Brooks can start hanging with guys. Because, like, look, you know, people probably know Chris Brooks more than Kanosuke Takashita or Tetsuya Endo, guys like that. You know, if you don't watch DDT, you're sleeping, man, because Kanosuke Takashita is one of the best wrestlers alive. Mm-hmm. And he's a damn best, you know, one of the best kept secrets if you're not a fan. And the resume he, since he was in grade school. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, who was talking about that? Um, and I want to go to that store, um, twenty twenty one when I go back to Tokyo because I didn't go to that wrestling store. Um, I already figured it out. It's like fifteen minutes past the Tokyo Dome from the hotel I'm at. So uh, that I that I stayed at the Edmund. So definitely go in there next time. Thanks for that, the wrestlers. But <laughs> I I just I'm super stoked because. Where most people would be like, ah, Brooks doesn't look like he, he's going to be able to hang. Screw that. Brooks is smart enough that when he gets to it, oh, he's going to even be even better than he is now. And I cannot wait to see what him and Takashita, him and Endo, guys like that can do six months from now. So that was a big takeaway for me was that I know there's more growth and I cannot wait for it. And I think this is going to be great for Chris Brooks. Um, and the last the last Gaijin I can remember that was a big name that really was able to do something in, in, um, in DDT like that was Kenny not Omega. Joey Rush. It was Kenny Omega. Yep. And That's they right. brought out Kenny Omega's potential when he came over from wrestling in Winnipeg. Um, when he took a chance on himself and, and did this, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get that. So this was great. I went three and three quarters. Um, yeah, I mean, it had everything. This is, you know, you mentioned that the Elite versus Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid is a nice piece to introduce somebody to AEW. If somebody mm-hmm. asks you about GT and you're, you're trying to explain the, the hardcore, the plunder, the comedy, the goofiness, but then the actual really good wrestling and the stories, this three-way had all of that. And they did a great job with it and a great way to lead into Peter Pan. I mean, when you can have great, oh, God, yeah, especially a great lead into uh, to Peter Pan here. But when you can get the the owner of the company into a recliner and your ace, Takashita, can put his finger in his nose as an effective spot, you got something here. When Chris Brooks can go on the shoulders of Takashita while holding a giant bicycle <laughs> that says DDT. Uh, you know, yeah, but, and then you know, hits them with the wheels, they fall down. Amazing. I forgot about that that cool like like Batmobile style like hood shield that just randomly said DDT on the front. <laughs> DDT. <of> it. <laughs> it had thrusters on the back, Ryan. Thrusters on the bike. It was awesome. Um, no, this was a hell of a showcase. I didn't think Brooks looked, you know, out of place, really, you know, kind of into this match. Cause again, 
it's a random ass hardcore triple threat match. You know, that seemed like the theme of the weekend here. It was hardcore and tag teams. That for me is kind of what stood out from these three shows. Two styles of matches that just kind of overtook, you know, more so than your your championship matches per se. We'll get into here in a second, but I, you know, I thought this was great. Like I said, Brooks taking uh, the, the platform of plastic bins uh, for them to just explode. Um, you know, just as Takagi kind of, you know, just moves there. It was just awesome to kind of see that there. Um, though, hitting that German there for the win. This guy is awesome. He faced Shima at last year's Peter Pan. I don't know who, who Takashita is facing. Oh, yeah, I do, because Tetsuya Endo coming out yeah. here and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, doing the injury angle. Then, of course, nailing Takashita with the crutch. So, Peter Pan's going to have a damn good main event, and uh, the, the, this is going to be interesting. Uh, a fun match for Takashita. Fun way for DDT to kind of, you know, uh, kind of showcase all of what they can do, you know, as a company, you know, like you were saying, the vice land uh, showed the wrestlers by Damian Abraham, uh, you know, just, you know, bringing to light uh, for myself and for people that might not be into DDT, watch that episode. Hell watch the whole series. Cause it gets you on so many different uh, areas of, uh, you know, the, the wrestling landscape that's not just WWE or Ring of Honor or what have you, but everything else there. Uh, a great showcase. Gra- glad to see Chris Brooks having fun. Uh, if we're still on the air, thank you for listening. Get uh, get the rest of the show over on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, meaning Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, <laughs> uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Also, don't forget to check out prowrestlingtees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Uh, so you can get 20% off all your WrestleCast radio shirts on all your favorite wrestlers by using the promo code America all the way until July 8th. But Ryan, this DDT show for me was my favorite of the weekend, I would say. Uh, you know, yeah. usually when I see three hours and 40 minutes, I'm like, oh, man. But to me, hell, I watched intros, Ryan. I didn't fast forward. <laughs> I rewound it quite a bit. Again, a bicycle with thrusters were utilized in the main event here. <laughs> uh, I did not fast forward a, uh, you know, uh, uh, Shaco Dino, you know, MMA gauntlet challenge. I had fun with that. We had a too sweet nipple clamp, uh, you know, nipple clamp type of spot with eight <laughs> different wrestlers and a referee. I saw a guy get out of a gopher costume and choke out Dino, who went down <laughs> instantly. Oh, Amazing. God. I saw a strong style MMA type of just hard hitting with, you know, Kota Omeda and Yukio Sakaguchi. Uh, I, I would say a better tag match than for the championship with Moonlight Express uh, taking on Aoki and Hiroshima. Uh, this was just a fantastic card, and it made me intrigued with Akito and Asuka, you know, kind of going into yeah. Peter Pan as well. So, uh, some fun stuff. DDT, man. I I can get why they had a special show on it because that's the alternative, the original alternative from Japanese wrestling. How could they be different from New Japan? How can they be different from so many other different companies? You know, and it's just about having fun, not growing up. Hence why it's called Peter Pan. 
Oh man, and that's a perfect way to get into it because I want to get your thoughts on this uh, on this uh, the wrestlers show that they did on it before we uh, get get to all Japan closing out tonight. Um, I just want to I what I what I I want to say about the Brooks thing real quick. Um, when there was a couple spots where I could tell he was thinking about it and it was kind of like, okay, Takashita's doing a lot. We're going a lot of different places. This was before the plunder and like the opening kind of wrestling spot. Um, but then when he adapted that plunder so well, it was like a proud parent just watching him like, oh, look at him. He's going to be so tight even more to me. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> so good. Um I, I love Endo playing up the I hurt my foot doing a shooting star press off of the deck um, into the pool when uh, uh, Takagi cashed in oh, on his gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. He picked him up and like basically F-U'd him over or off of like this balcony um, into the into one of the pools at the water park and then did a shooting star press off of it and uh, hurt his ankle. But it, they had said right away too it wasn't it wasn't bad it was just like a little minor sprain so there's nothing wrong with it no, so funny. I like that they played that up too um, with him taking him out really good match um, a fun thing coming up too here and then I want to go to that wrestler um, on what day is that on Wednesday uh, the DDT Family Mart Fit and Go Tour 2019 at the Tokyo Fit and Go uh, Nakaro Kugo First Store Parking Lot Ring Special. Uh, three matches on this card. We got Shunma Katsumata against Mizuki Watase, Makoto Oishi and Antonio Hondo. Antonio Hondo taking on the team of Mao and the returning Yoshihiko. Uh, who has wow. Dan Shoko Dino in, in his corner. And the main event, Na- Naomi Yoshimura, Yuki Ueno, and Harashima uh, taking on Kota Ameda, who we've been ravaging about, or just, just gloating about. Kazusada Higuchi and their partner, Chris Brooks. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that looks that, that tag match looks sick. And then that leads up to on uh, – on the seventh is the Tokyo Joshi Pro Tokyo Princess Cup final. Um, Mizuki against Natsumi Maki and uh, Yuka Sakazaki against Yuna Manase. So I'm guessing Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki will go on to uh, face each other. So there, yeah. So there, there's some good stuff coming out of uh, this brand. But DDT, they had the special. Um, I think why I liked this special so much and. And I, I'm just going to get this out there before you, you go into detail because, you know, this was – this special, Alex, was a year, year and a half ago, October 2017, when, yep. I, when I found that Endo mat. Like, I knew of DDT because of the, the crazy shit with Ibushi and Omega, but I never watched a real full show. And that Endo-Takahashi match – um, or Takashita match made me go, damn, I wish I would have seen that in 2017 because I might have put that on the ballot for match of the year. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was so good. And I just remember you and Demetrius, I was like, you guys have to see this. You guys have to see this match. And, you know, like, guys checked it out. We started kind of watching this stuff a little bit. I stayed with it. And then, right, and then Peter Pan is when you jumped in. And, I was in my head. I'm going. How do I convey what this company is from what I just watched for this last year to you on all, on the the front? And I felt like I could never 
get a good way to display it or, or describe it. And thankfully, you just became a natural fan because of how entertaining and how great the wrestling really is. Yes. This special was everything I wish I would have been able to convey to you guys after I saw the Takashita and no match and got into the company. Because this is the epitome of, like, I'm watching this going, oh, my God, this is literally, like, I wish I had this book and I could have read this with, to you guys like a storybook because this is everything <laughs> to make this all make sense with my terrible babbling ways to try to make it make sense to people. So that's why when, when, when they did this, I was, I texted you like three in the morning that night, like, Oh man, ah, you know? Um, so I'm glad he watched it, checked it out. And I'm glad, you know, you already, you came off like with the, with the crazy Dino thing, the way you did and your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy long, but, you know, otherwise, you know, four is yours, however, you know, whatever you want to say about it. So don't let me stop you. But takeaways from this that, that maybe, maybe describe the company in a much better light than it had ever been described, if that's, if that's the best way to put it, or just how you came away after watching this. Like I said, it's it's an alternative, you know, from from the general, uh, you know, tradition of Japanese wrestling, from the Inokis and Ligers and and whatnot, where you know, as Takagi, you know, the the owner wrestler, the Stone Cold Steve Austin enthusiast, um, you know, he was like, this is a place for free thinkers. And of the spotlight, one of the spotlight segments of this was when it was to, uh, Takagi and um, and uh, Dino, uh, Denshaki Dino, who's a very flamboyant uh, gentleman, uh, was was kind of fighting uh, at Peter Pan for control of the company, for you know creative aspect, which we've seen that many a times in WWE, but we all know it doesn't change. Where it seemed like watching this, oh yeah shit can change because, you know, Dino was so, you know, uh, you know, expressive on how he felt that DDT has lost its way. You know, even Kota Bushi felt like that when they kind of interviewed him, you know, where it's just like, okay, it's, you know, kind of going away of what made it special, you know, and, and just how they have so many different aspects of, of content, you know, there it's a variety from all your types of different flavors, and we know J- Japanese culture is 37 flavors, if not a lot more. Uh, uh, you know that that they have there, especially in pop culture. Um, you know, as I'm sure you saw, you know, in your escapades <laughs> in Tokyo earlier this year. So for for one company to express all of that, it was damn amazing. You know, to to have you know, that, that weapon, you know, gauntlet match between those two. And then, you know, where they interviewed uh, Takagi's wife, you know, uh, Abraham interviewed her before the match. And she was like, yeah, it would have to take a pretty crazy strong weapon, <laughs> uh, you know, for, for him to, to lose. And it ended up being Dino uses to Takagi's wife, you know, to essentially give a uh, beautiful moonsault and, yes, and for Takagi to win. Oh, I forgot about because that so that was the semi-main event at the Peter Pan uh, that was the Endo Takashita match. Um, that was on that was that same show, and I didn't remember any of that, and partially because of just watching Endo and Takashita. But <laughs> man, I, and that's 
you know, the, the time difference weapons rumble thing is literally one of my favorite gimmicks in all of all of wrestling. I think it's the funniest thing in the world because you never know what they're gonna do. Like when Takagi got put in the the vacuum zip bag, clothes bag by Mao. You know, he brings out a barbed wire bat, and then Shokodino brings out a barbed wire um, sex toy. I guess is the yeah. best way to put it. <laughs> Oh, you want to bring out the bat? Well, look what I got. Like, and the crowd's like, oh, you're eating it up. And it, you know, Dino, if you lose, I'm going to find you a life partner. So his yep. mo- Dino's mom comes out like, why won't you get married, Dino? And Dino's crying because he's using his mom against him. So then he uses Takagi's wife against him. Like, it just. It play, it, they play it, it off so well. Like, as silly, because it's freaking silly. It it just mm-hmm. plays off to this story, the epitome of what that match is all about. And and it works so well. And like Takagi said, you know, All Japan was there, New Japan, UWF, you know, he saw something where it was like the equivalent to backyard wrestling here in the States, where it was students pro wrestling, where they're just fighting in the woods and just having random ass <laughs> matches. God. You know, it's fans who like and love wrestling that formed their own group that kind of sustained that. And he's like, Hey, there's something here. There's something with the, with the comedicness that we can incorporate in the wrestling. And that's again, what sets DDT apart. You have stables like damnation, you know, you have, you know, that stable, you have your Takashitas, you know, that can wrestle. You had your Kota Ibushi's and Kenny Omega's yet. Yeah, they could, you, you have your silly aspect, but then you have those like, Oh shit. These guys can work. These guys can go 20, 30 minutes and put on, you know, a damn good match. You know, you got Dice K. You got Endo, you know, kind of, you know, with, with Soma Takawa, Damnation. That's a hell of a stable right there, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I put them toe-to-toe with any stable wrestling-wise or just attitude-wise. You hear that punk, mute, you know, that heavy metal uh, punk uh, hybrid, you know, kind of playing over the speakers. You're like, oh, shit. These guys mean business. That comedic stuff, they're going to, you know, face pie you out and, and then just give you a pedigree <laughs> and an elbow and then put you in the cross face. So this was just an eye opener for me because DDT, I was like, eh, you know, every time you would have me watch their matches and I'm like, why is there 19, you know, uh, weapon, you know, rumbles? What, what the hell are you having me watch? Where now I'm like, oh, I appreciate it. Just let it go. Let loose. How do you not have a pair of Kazuki Harada glasses? Is my first yeah. question to you, because you were there. I didn't see him at the. That. I didn't see him at the uh, in, in intermission, <laughs> <laughs> and and I got fished over, catfished by uh, Sammy Guevara, and I was like, all right, oh, fine, Sammy. Tight. My buddy needs your shirt, but you need to do a solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this was just it. It showcased, you know, even the Takashita you know, segment where he was like, I, you know, all my friends loved anime. They loved this and that. They loved superheroes. I loved wrestling. I didn't have any friends that liked wrestling, you know, so I just would work out. I would send resumes. And then one year I was in, I asked to go to Tokyo for summer vacation. And then Takagi took me in. I wrestled, you know, by myself because none of my friends wanted to wrestle with me. So I wrestled the air and then Takagi's like, okay, you're in. Yeah, that was cool watching Takashita do that kind of like imaginary wrestler where he's working an arm bar and he's taking, yeah. like, 
that was just cool seeing and, and like the camera work was great showing like uh Takagi like watching and analyzing and mm-hmm. I mean it was it was so good and it really I think it put a better light on DDT from people that may go is that the cover where that dude took his pants off and did a moonsault and he just kisses everybody or is that the one with the blow up doll like yeah just but I would, put it yeah, in yeah, watch it it's better than anything with Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but so that yeah, Shaco yeah, I will say, mad respect, mad love. Cannot wait. To, I, I can't say that. I can't believe I'm saying this. Cannot wait for that MMA out against uh, Shinya Yoki coming up here oh, man. in a couple he's of weeks. He's got to cut out for him, especially if uh, he's got to make sure Porticon's not, uh, not someone else, too. And that was his boy putting him down. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling Dynamite Series. Uh, this was the finale uh, as they kick off their next tour here coming up. Seven matches on the show. Three killer ones to end it. I'll, I'll, I'll speed through the first four, Alex, since you checked out the, the last three. Um, best part of the first half before they go to that intermission. Because you came in actually, I think, right after intermission. So it was like perfect. Um, oh, perfect. Dan Tamura uh, is defeated by Yusuke Okada, about seven-minute match. I went three and a quarter. The young lion, young boy, whatever. I, I need to figure out what they call him. Uh, he's defeated by Okada with a fisherman suplex pin, but it was a really good match. Yusuke Okada continues to look like the the young boy who is, now that he's in a ball, our evolution is going to keep doing more and more. When I was there, he had a title shot against Koji Iwamoto for the junior title, so they got big things going for them, and I like that they're still having them work some of the young guys to to kind of start this. Uh, Dan Tamura is the young young boy in the all red boots, knee pads, and trunks, as we have one in blue uh, a little bit later on, and we also have one in orange, as they don't do the all black. They just do basic other colors. Um, we then saw the team of Takeo Omori, Black Minsore, and Masanobu Fuchi defeat the team of Jun Akiyama, Osamu Nishimura, and Atsushi Maruyama. Uh, a lot of the normal Fuchi going for his, does his uh, big stalling body slams, um, going for some of his spots where he would run, and uh, Maruyama would cut him off to get booed by the crowd, to which Jun Akiyama would slap Maruyama for screwing over the old guy. And, you know, it was, it was more of a comedy spot. <laughs> And, and Osama Nishimura coming in like normal, 50-some years old, and just throwing the most violent European uppercuts you'll still ever see. Um, he still oh, comes nice. out with a towel on his neck and the huge robe. Like he's, I mean, this dude looks like he still thinks it's 1980. But I, I love Osama <laughs> Nishimura. He's, that dude still goes a hard, as hard as he can for his age. Um, but Omori with a, with a lariat on Mariyama. Omori, Takeo Omori starting to finally show signs which kind of sucks. So hopefully they keep him in the tag ma- tag style with Blackman Sore. Um, then we got a nice short match. I went two and a half on it. Um, Gianni Valletta and Kotaro Suzuki defeat the uh, Aoyagi brothers, uh, Yuma and Atsuki. Uh, Atsuki is the I wear all blue young boy. Uh, and obviously oh. Yuma Aoyagi, uh, Kenta Miyahara's partner, uh, next stream, uh, Obviously couldn't tag with Mihara tonight, so they tagged him with his young boy brother. So that was kind of cool watching that. Finish, though, scared me. Johnny Valletta had, like, a a big boss man-type slam, almost kind of like the deep six thing that uh, Baron Corbin ironically does. 
and he dropped Atsushi Atsuki Aoyagi right on his head. Like it was, it looked gross. And I was, I, I think he was okay, but he, that was not very safe. <laughs> like you want to talk about <laughs> head trauma? That was it. So, um, ooh, little brutal basic match. So Katara Suzuki just kind of beat on the younger Aoyagi. Yuma got some of his spots in, but they were kind of just getting in and getting out there. Um, then we saw Hikaru Sato, who, um, you know, kudos to him. Still sucks that, you know, his tag partner, Atsushi Aoki, who he was tagging with for a while, you know, is, is past. So he's got Takuya Wada with him now, who Wada looks good. Looks like he's coming around. Uh, they defeated um, All Japan Junior Champion Koji Iwamoto and Hokuto Amori. Amori is the all-blue young lion. I'm assuming this match was booked this way because it was supposed to be Aoki and not Wada um, to set up Iwamoto getting his rematch against Aoki. So I think that's why Wada came in for people who wondered why Takuya uh, uh, Wada was in this match. You know, okay. Um, you know, so <laughs> shitty reason, but I guess good for him for getting a shot. Yeah. Um, then we get to the business end, the last three matches. You watched these matches. Uh, Naomi Nomura, Jake Lee, and Ryoji Sai defeat Zeus, Nobi Bryant, and Dylan James. Nomura with a DVD on Dylan James. We saw Nomura and Jake Lee re-reverse uh, yes. re- each other and embrace each other to reform Sweeper if Sweeper had been gone. So I don't know where that went. This makes me wonder um, if maybe we get Sweeper Violent Giants coming up. Oh, oh. Um, but before that, you know, Ryoji Sai was the guy that really impressed you during the tournament. We've been glamoring about Nomura. Jake Lee has been their guy. Zeus mm-hmm. is one of my favorites going um, in all of wrestling. Dylan James looked looked pretty good. I had never seen Nabe Bryant, but he didn't seem that bad. I enjoyed him while he was in there. But I thought Sai and Zeus were going to kill each other. <laughs> um, chopped Ryoji Sai so hard that Sai started spitting. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God!" I hope he didn't hit him in the throat. Uh, those two guys, and we saw it after the Miyahara match. Both of them came in the ring when there was a challenge to Miyahara that ended up both of them trying to fight each other. Miyahara, like, "Screw you guys! I'm here. You're just gonna leave me out." But I, I got to get the, the transcript of what they said because they didn't have any subtitles. But what'd you think of this six man? I thought this was awesome just due to the fact that um, Naya Nomura, again, I, I forgot, the plucky underdog. My gosh. Uh, I, I would say he was in the match 80% of the time here and, and just getting murdered uh, by, you know, the big men, including Dylan James and Zeus here. Uh, but he did not back down there, as you were saying, you know, kind of getting uh, you know, the win with that attitude adjustment, uh, you know, variation. But, uh, you know, Zeus, he, you know, he was fine. He was big man Zeus. He's going to give you a, a diving lariat that looks yeah. impossible for a person like his size to give. Uh, you know, and then Ryoji Sai, you know, just kind of going after him, saying, no, I deserve this. This is my shot. I'm going to beat the living hell out of you there. But uh, Zeus just being all powerful, uh, Nobby Bryant, you know, again, didn't see too much of him there, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it was Jake Lee, you know, as well, wasn't too much into, you know, kind of that, that, that setup there, but uh, this was definitely uh, Zeus, Ryoji Sai, 
and Niall Nomura held. Dylan James looked good. I thought he was going to get that win again, looking dominant against Nomura, but of course uh, picking up the win as plucky underdogs usually do. Uh, quick question though, Champions Carnival, when does the winner get their title shot? Well, that and that's still what I'm wondering is, what do they do with it? Because Miyahara won the thing. Oh, yeah, but didn't – oh, yeah, that's right. They did the whole gimmick there. I thought Jake Lee, though, didn't he – Jake Lee made the final. Okay. Because uh, then they had to the match that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I I thought I had heard something where Miyahara made his challenge, but I, I guess not um, – so that's I know, why that's, that's... Sai and Zeus were going at it because I was like, huh? Because I just remember the the you know of course Jake Lee having that crazy run towards the end and then him and Nomura having those matches you know uh, you know kind of the setup into the finals where I forgot they oh yeah Jake Lee had well, that match so against that's Kento. A, that's a good so I'm gonna, I'm I'm doing some backlogging here because okay so Miyahara beat Ryoji Sai day fifteen but you know. I, I I thought why it was coming out um, day four Zeus Kento Miyahara which for a while was my match of the year Zeus beat Miyahara and I had thought you know maybe they're going to give him that shot finally so it'll be interesting I want to know what they're going to do with it I really do because I was intrigued by the play of having Miyahara win but I like mm-hmm. the fact that they they said look we are solidifying him as our guy. So it made sense, but yeah, that's a good question. That's that's one I may have to hit them Reddit boards and see if I can get an answer on this. <laughs> you know what also uh, made sense for me? One of my favorite matches of the weekend from all three shows, the Violent Giants taking on the end. <laughs> the end, a new favorite tag team of mine. Yeah, like you said a little earlier when we we're talking, a little sloppy at times. But man, they went hard on each other as uh, as you would expect from the Violent Giants. But Pero and Odinson uh, definitely kept up there, and uh, the big and you know kind of the the lightning speed uh, comparison of that team of the end uh, made me a huge fan of them. Cannot wait for this rematch. Because, oh, yeah, I thought they possibly had a chance to win the straps from uh, Violent Giants. But, oh, no, hell, they even thought Ishikawa looked very nervous, you know, kind of end. But once you get two knees to the face from Ishikawa, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, uh, you know, time's up. You're going to get that side suplex. But for me, this was tag team wrestling from both, uh, from all four men. Um, you know, again, I want to see these brutes face each other again. Um, the spot, though, where the Violent Giants, where Odinson, you know, kind of was on top there, uh, you know, with Suwama. But Ishikawa just comes up and power bombs Suwama. Yeah! Suwama releases the belly to belly in midair. Check out at WrestleCast underscore SSM. <laughs> since I retweeted that gift there. Just to check that out. I believe if you search as well, find this match. If we did tag team match of the year, this would be on my tag match of the year. Uh, This was just fun. Again, this could have went in so many different directions. An amazing Haas match that one mistake cost the end. Uh, You know, kind of that victory there. And, of course, the two knees to the face. But uh, I cannot wait 
for this rematch whenever that will happen. Uh, yeah, go seek this one out, guys. This is a classic run-of-the-mill uh, tag match that, oh, yeah, has brute-ass hostages just beating the living hell out of each other. I, I, the one thing that you can always count on with All Japan is they make their tag championships relevant. It's what I've preached about I wish New Japan would. When they weren't pushing um, Taoki and, and Great Muda, hey, let's put them together and have them have a tag title run. Like, they, like Suwama and Chuji Shikawa, we don't, we're not putting them right in the main event right now because we're, we're cycling guys from Miyahara. Let's give them a tag title run. Let's keep them relevant. Let's have a great semi-main event. And I mean, every time I watch Shuji Shikawa do those running knees, it looks like the the Titan Games thing um, that Robbie E was in when they sw- they take that big piece of wood that wood plank and they swing it and swing it into the door to cr- and bust the door open. That's what it looks like every time Ishikawa runs. You just see this knee right in the heart. And like Ooh. the guys let out this noise, like I mean, like it, it had to have hurt, like really bad. Um, like you mentioned, Ishikawa with the giant slam gets the victory for him. But that that power bomb when he just said sorry, Suwama, and he just power bombs him to cause the cause the damage it was so cool. And and kudos to Suwama for not getting up right away like a lot of the guys. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to do a double team move where you're going to get hurt, and then we both get up and celebrate. Suwama was like, oh, God, I just got power by my Shuji Ishikawa. You know, it, it was awesome. Um, I went three and three quarters. I would have went much higher if the if the beginning kind of didn't have a rock. It, it kind of felt like the women's three-way from Fighter, uh, Fighter Fest where – at the beginning, I was just kind of like, ah, you know, I wish they could do more. And then once it ramped up and started going, you know, a few minutes after they brawled outside the ring, and we just yeah. started seeing this meat-on-meat violence, these two big meat slab of men hit each other with the other two doing it too, I went, yep, <laughs> this is what we signed up for. Violent Giants in the end, this is fantastic. Um, it, it started with the volume on two, because I agree, even in my notes, I had the cutest punches from, you know, so-and-so. Like, it was just cute jabs by Suwama on, you know, Pero. And then I was like, oh, but then they go into the crowd and slam in each other's faces, um, you know, kind of on the signage there. And then I was like, oh, tongue-in-cheek, the white guy, I, f- I forgot who it was, I was like, slams, you know, uh, Suwama on the sign that says West. Ha-ha. <laughs> you know, just, you know, as it, it went the other way around where he slams him you know, where it said East. And then, it, like you said, it just kicked in the gear where this was probably over, what, 25 minutes, I would say. Um, to me, only the first five minutes. And then after that, the last 20 minutes was just in, in full gear. It was just, they, they were just on and on where they each had an answer from what their opponent would throw at them. Kind of like the main event where you're just like, okay, you know, we're going to get our lull. Nope, he's got an answer for that. They got an answer for that. And the end, you know, I'm assuming is, you know, relatively new tag team uh, definitely showed their own against us uh, and uh, Ishikawa. It was almost like one of, the, one of the four of them hit the other guy really hard, and they hit him really hard back, and they were all kind of like, well, it's on. 
And then they just started beating the holy hell out of each other. <laughs> it was just like I, I remember I was I was um, it was last night before I went to bed. I watched that because I was going to stop at the main so I could watch that today. And I was finalizing a couple things up on the blog talk from the free agency show, and you know just kind of going and I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, this has been fun. It is what it is. And then I just remember hearing this thud, and then I turn and I was like, okay. And then I see another one, and now I'm seeing shoulder blocks, and I'm seeing Larry, and I'm like, oh, shit, here it goes. And, and then I was like, well, I'm done with the block talk. I'm glued. And, <laughs> man, it's this company. It, there was 1,630 people, I believe, at this show, so pretty good amount of people. I just I wish All Japan could draw outside of Corkin. That's the only thing that's, that's scaring me about this. But they're definitely on the right track. They're not going backwards, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned the main event. Um, Alex, I went four and a half on this thing. Yoshitatsu takes on Ketsumihara. Ketsumihara via the shutdown German suplex as per normal. Um, second, he locks it. You know, and this is going to lead. By the way, I, I love the fact that Yoshitatsu was doing the was irritating Kento Miyahara and that's how he got the mm-hmm. advantage. Like they have the opening spot where he goes through and they do the stare down. And then when, when uh, Miyahara goes for that, his patented drop kicks on the side of the head, he misses, he rolls out of the way after the kick. And then they do the same thing again. He rolls out of the way of the kick, but then Tatsu gives him a soccer ball kick to the back and Miyahara's pissed. Oh, so he just stands up and just whips him out of the ring in irritation. Like, all right, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm sick <laughs> yep. of you do it. I'm sick of you countering me. I'm sick of this crowd cheering against me, except for the kids. Those kids in the entryway look like me with the towel. And I'm gonna, <laughs> and then he turns around and Yoshi Tatsu rolled back in the ring. And now Miyahara's pissed. Miyahara races to the apron, gets drop kicked right off, and then here comes Yoshi Tatsu with a dive. And, you know, finally Miyahara gets a hold of him, guardrails him, and just starts spamming his headbutts. And then instead yeah. of doing the ring pose, he's like, nah, you're, you're going to take you're gonna take the cross face with your head through the guardrail. guardrail. And then he goes, he's <laughs> throwing that out like, oh, man. I'm like, Miyahara's pissed now. <laughs> I like, never now noticed. I'm so happy you brought up the headbutt spot. The perimeter of the ring, headbutt after headbutt after headbutt. I was like, this is freaking awesome. I was like, he, you know, it was full on Kento, just turned all the way up to 11. And then, like you said, that cross face through the, uh, the guardrail. I was just like, oh, and guess what, guys? That was just the first five minutes of the match, yeah. seven minutes of the match. Yeah, and then it really picks up. This, this was, I think, I think, I, I think it was just under 33 minutes. Um, this was, this I, I always said Yoshitatsu on ECW TV, um, his title match against Christian was the best match I've ever seen Yoshitatsu have. Um, this topped it. This topped it by a mile. This continues to this this adds ar- more to my argument. Um, you know, to be fair, I might have went a little higher if. You could tell by the end of it, Mihara was going into his closing stretch sequences that he loves to do, and Tatsu was kind of just like, mm-hmm. "Boy, I've been here this long, you know." And and Mihara is so good that he would reach around for the shutdown German and grab Yoshitatsu's arm and ever so so like nonchalantly shake it upwards and make Yoshitatsu stop him from closing his arms to which Tatsu then would respond like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like Miyahara is so smart and he did it yeah. twice. There was two 
Satatsu was just standing there when he was trying to do the shutdown. So he had, he stopped and reached and pulled his arm out again. And then Tatsu blocks with the head button. I mean, it, it's, it, it me hard is firing on all stoners right now. This guy took Yoshitatsu, made Yoshitatsu like a million, look like a million bucks with the way that he did at the beginning. Her, as you mentioned, he can turn it on a dime immediately flips the script on the way the match is going. And the minute Yoshitatsu starts fatiguing, he took him to a new level by doing all the work to make him look good. And then finally beat him with that shutdown. And now, and, and the cool thing was he could not get a leg up on Tatsu until he finally coughed, caught him and gave him that super stalling, like high level vertical from the middle rope or uh, mm-hmm. German from the middle. And Jen was actually sitting here, we were eating dinner down here, and she saw that. She was like, oh, bitch. Like, she's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, and then she was zoned in. And then, and she's like, he is killing him with these knees. Like, you know, he went into spamming the knees. But then he's given Ta- – and he's doing it to the point where Tatsu can sell but get his get his stamina back. And it, it, it just brings up a, a – a final point argument as we get into July here. The first half is officially over. That was that was the last match I saw in the first half of 2019, and I think I'm going to compile ah. start compiling list um, of of mid year awards. Um, before I get into that little mini question debate type thing, what was your thoughts on this match? What did you think going into Tatsuhara? A hell of a match from both men. Um, the intensity from Yoshi Tatsu was something where I was like, bring the, if he brings this all for the rest of the year. And, and we liked them in champions carnival, uh, you know, it <laughs> kind of spun me, you know, into the favorable direction of Yoshitatsu. This guy, I mean, if he keeps putting on matches, I don't know if he fought Zeus yet, you know, kind of, you know, outside of carnival or whatnot, but man, if he you know, kind of faces other wrestlers, Ishikawa, what have you, you know, again, outside of that, or maybe I'll have to revisit those matches. He could be possibly, you know, 20 workers, you know, kind of in wrestling, depending on if he again continues kind of this scope here. Um, my goal, you know, submission. I thought Kento was going to tap. I, you know, kind of after oh that coach breaker okay. into that, I was like, he's going to tap the F out. But no, those blackout knees, like you said, so quick, so effective. Um, you know, the and then of course the the first German Tatsu kicks out, but then finally, as you pointed out to me. Make sure the uh, the arms are kind of grappled tight uh, and and gets shut down uh, there for the win. Uh, this was a match where usually you know I'm I you know I'm, I'm taking notes throughout. I'm watching notes this and that, and I'm like I gotta re- find a, a nice counterbalance. You know, not everything has to be you know like something where I remember you know on, on specific spots where I was like I'm just gonna watch this match. And you told me it was 32, 33 minutes. I, I had no idea. This was a match <laughs> that flowed so perfectly for me. I was just like, holy shit. Like, again, Yoshitatsu might uncrown, you know, the best wrestler in all of, you know, the, the landscape here. Um, you know, he's getting more cheers than the ace of New Japan. And, and Yoshitatsu, you know, is just getting as much, you know, uh, fanfare there. You know, Donna Karuk in the hall there. Um, but no, this, I'm, I, I will definitely revisit this 
uh, you know, probably for end of the year awards, uh, because again, this changed a lot of aspects on me for one Yoshitatsu. But again, Kento just, you know, he, he read the room. He figured out how to change, you know, his demeanor, how to change his style of wrestling, you know, just because, again, he figured it out. He pulled the Okada and he said, okay, we're going to make this Yoshitatsu's night. Uh, did not hurt him by at all, you know, taking that L. Like I said, I think it elevated Tatsu for the rest of the year with all Japan. Elevated. You know, this is this is gonna call you know, I'm gonna sound fanboyish here. I'm I'm bumping this up to four and three quarters, man. Like and I know it might be crazy, but it just it doesn't cease to amaze me of just what Kento Miyahara can do in the ring. And just mm-hmm. how smart he is. And the fact of of Yoshitatsu worked so hard and he got this out of Yoshitatsu, a guy that we had thrown to the curb before this Champions Carnival. Yeah, I joked, he's a lot better in all Japan, but wow, he was really good in that carnival. To this. <laughs> and this was, you know, and, and I don't know if people are going to be as high on it as, as, as us or myself with the, with the rating or the way we talk about it compared to the other matches, but when you factor in all things aside, I mean, that crowd stayed hot the whole time. You know, it felt like a 15-minute sprint, but it was twice as long as that. Kento Miyahara, when when he took that first flatliner before the Koji Clutch, the fact that he really quick sprawled and did a side roll to get to the ropes to not let it happen, I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that was the smartest thing. I've, I've never seen somebody counter like that. That was brilliant. And then when he tried to do it again and he tried to do like a forward roll over Tatsu only to get stopped and then locked in it, I stopped and went, oh, shit, when I was watching it. Like, that, that's what I think drew Jen to look at me like, what the hell is going on? Because it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. And then and that code breaker, he hit him with out of nowhere. And Mia, I mean, yeah. Miyahara just, just continued to make Yoshitatsu look better than Yoshitatsu is. And that's not a knock on Yoshitatsu anymore. Tatsu I just, boots. Big boots, by the way, almost as damaging as uh, as the running knees from uh, the blackout knees from Kento. Because, God, I was like, he's knocked out. Kento's not getting up. Here's one for you to for for you to watch for when if and when you do the rewatch on this near the end of the match when Yoshitatsu threw that side roundhouse kick. I think it was after the the headbutt to get out of the shutdown. And he threw that like right-legged roundhouse kick to the head of Kento Miyahara. If you watch it, Kento Miyahara made the sound for the kick, not Yoshitatsu, and he made it on Yoshitatsu's kick pad on impact. Like Kento Miyahara made the slap for Tatsu and then still sold the shit out of it. And the only reason I even noticed it is because I recognized the, the, the slap sound from the kick pad just from kicking people and listening to kicks and taking kicks with those things. And I rewound it went, no way. And holy crap, Kento Miyahara made the sound for Yoshitatsu so Tatsu could keep his arms up, breaking free of the shutdown, and we still got the clap sound from the kick. Like, oh my God, he really kicked him. Kento Miyahara made that, you know, kayfabe, sorry, but to me, that's freaking impressive. <laughs> like, oh, gotcha. I was like, man. I'll, I'll try to see if I can get a timestamp on it for you, but it was, man. So 
almost out of our out of our allowed our bonus time here. Um, you know, I've been flip flopping, and I had recently said Osprey with those with that five star match with Shingo. Mm-hmm. He took the top spot. He's got my match of the year now because I haven't given a five star match yet. The body of work is there. And I said my only downfall for Miyahara was he hasn't had the ability to have enough matches to match the amount of good matches that that Osprey has had in single matches. He's probably got, you know, maybe I'll go back and actually track him, and maybe I'm way wrong, but just from memory. What about Kai to start the Four year. and three quarters. Easy four and three quarters. What about that him was, and Suwama? <sighs> That was you know, four I, and three quarters, I would say. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive I went four and three quarters. I think I have it. I may have it written down here, to be honest with you. The match that um, you told me to watch to get me into Kenzo Miyahara get Naya Nomura. Yeah, from March 19th. Yep. yep. Four and three quarters. That was the closest thing to five stars for me, um, I think, going into that tournament. Zeus and Kento, uh from Champions Cup. Um, I have it listed at four and three quarters slash five stars. Because then that became my closest thing to five stars. Ishikawa against Kento Miyahara in the carnival. Ooh, I'll, I'll get you the answer right now. Let me let me pull this up here. Um, uh, let's see here. We got... Uh, so, I, I'll even... I'll run as carnival. Come, and we, you know, looking at was talking because that's. I'm glad you mentioned Carnival because I, I brought up the Osprey thing as why Osprey with the body mm-hmm. of work. Um, yep. Miyahara Aoki four and a half. Miyahara Ryoji Sai three and three quarters. Uh, Miyahara Shuji Shikawa four and a half. Um, he had to buy that one. Uh, Okabayashi. Let's see, uh, four and a half. Four and a half with Aoyagi. I went three and a half with Dylan James, and that was, I think, when James was kind of hurt. Um, four and three quarters to five stars was Zeus. And what was the other crazy one? Um, I went three and three quarters with Miyahara, getting three and three quarters on a Gianni Valletta. <laughs> Yowzes. What about him in, uh, in the final with Jake Lee? That's, you gave that a pretty hard one. I went four and three quarters. Four and three quarters on that. The, so, like, part of the thing was he said so many matches where last year I would have just thrown the five out there, but I was trying so hard this year to like not like I, last year I had like ten matches or whatever or, or twelve matches at five stars. So I said this year I'm going to be as nitpicky as possible, and that's why like. I go back at these matches and go, well, last year he would have had about six five-star matches, whereas Osprey probably would have had two, maybe three. Whereas mm-hmm. I gave the one to Osprey with Shingo, and that was it. So, I don't know, maybe you're onto something. Me, am, am I overthinking this? Do I need to just stick to my guns? Because, yes, Osprey is so good, and his matches are so incredible with what he does. And and his offense and his style of matches are just incredible to watch, and it's it's so fast paced and so high impact. But is what Kento Miyahara does to elevate everybody he's wrestling? It does feel like 2016, 2017 Okada. Maybe I'm talking myself into a work here, and Miyahara is my guy. I wouldn't think you would be incorrect on that. I mean, just looking at those matches. Or- 
kind of alone. I'm just like, holy crap. Easily, I mean, his average is what, four and three quarters, it seems like. Uh, a little <laughs> under that. So, I mean, that, that's not too freaking shabby. Um, I mean, let's see here. Then we got, we got Osprey, of course, at the Dome against Kota Ibushi. What did you get that good say? I think I went three and three quarters. That one being live, I didn't write it down. I maybe went four, but I know I was a little disappointed in it just because of what I wanted. It. You know, like, I, I want this match to be this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so, him versus Pac. Oh. You know, I don't think I watched it. I don't have it listed. I don't think I watched it. We know you get him and Dalton Castle two and a half. Um, so we'll go him and Jay White at the 47th anniversary show. That I went high. I think I went like four and a half on that one. I'm trying to find all of my my list. I don't have all my list on the computer. Osprey and Lance Archer, you went four and a half. That was awesome. That match was freaking fantastic from the tournament. Here's one we forgot. I went four and three quarters, ironically, again from the Bob show. With that uh, tag match with Miyahara. Tag match? <laughs> uh, um, Okada and Osprey in the, fi- uh, in the quarterfinal of the cup. I think it went like four and a quarter. I went four and a half on Osprey Bandito from WrestleCon. Um, I didn't grade the Super Junior, though. I just wanted to watch it. So that's that kind of hurt some of it, too. What, what about the- M&A Kid? I didn't see him in a kid. Shit, that happened. Oh. Mm-hmm. Can you get a link posted if you have one? <laughs> Please. Uh, I think Kaba went three and three quarters. Okay. Damn. Wow, he fought Phoenix in England. Yeah, I really did like him and Bandito at the uh, during Mania weekend at the Hitchcock show. That was a that was a pretty good match there. Um, and then let's see, best of the super juniors, him and Bushi. I think you went, eh. Him and Romero, I loved. I don't think you enjoyed it as much as I did, but I thought that was a great match of respect. I think you went like three and three quarters on that one. Him and Yo, um, again, I think I liked that match a little bit more um, mm-hmm. than you did. Uh, him and Bandito, you know, again, it was probably kind of a wash with, you know, what they had at the Hitchcock show there. Um, him and Ren do you remember what you like if you like that match? Yeah, I think I went like four and a quarter on that one because I I'm being being my my love for these young lions as much as they were and the fact that Osprey did as much as he did with them I think was the was the key for me on that one. Him and Robbie Eagles during the tournament standout awesome. standout match. Um, and then of course him and you did not like him and Gucci in the final uh, of the B block there so. Um, that's kind of a strike there, but that's, I'd say, more on to Gucci's spot there that you didn't like. But, of course, him and Shingo getting your first five-star, where I gave that seven stars in the, uh, the <laughs> final. Um, then him and Dragon Lee at Dominion, uh, where he uh, recaptures the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. What did you give that match, sir? I think I went about four and a quarter, four and a half. That one, I remember we were just kind of, we watched and didn't really grade that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that because of that. 
Um, that was the one where I gave the five star. I did give my second five star, and it was to Abushi and Naito. Abushi. Yeah, maybe I'm so just. Kento was your guy. Yeah, I think I just was working myself into a shoot because of just how incredible Will Osprey has been. But man, Miyahara just. I mean, the dude turns wine to or water to wine, man. He just he he gets it. He just he gets it, and he's so hot right now that man, this is a, this is a good year for wrestling, man. There's so much oh, good God, wrestling yeah. that's out there, and we haven't even broken the seal on ZDT because I'm sure with the latter half of the year we will definitely get um, you know kind of Takagi our our uh, serious attention. Yeah, um, just read on Twitter, uh, this must have been at the 9 o'clock hour because it was three hours ago. Um, segments like this are the reason why it's embarrassing to show Raw to people. Whoa. I, I really want to know what <laughs> what what, uh, what happened. Interesting. <laughs> I might have to speed through uh, a speed speed through this. Oh, man. That's funny. I'm trying to see if I can get that exact quote back. Where, damn, where'd that quote go? Oh, I just... I, the damn uh, the damn Twitter refreshed um, as I was looking at it. Um, where'd it go? It's yeah, kind of funny no. that they were in Dallas like five days before New Japan. <laughs> Wait, like everything's coincidental with them. Um, yeah, I don't Wait, know what happened. Talking about Mike Bennett. I don't know. Interesting. Um, Elias still wrestling, aka Johnny Valletta. Oh, I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop reading and I'll I'll fast I'll fast forward. <laughs> So I guess when the when the crowd when they were showing the um uh the crowd on that uh odd uh like side camera thing, I guess the crowd was chanting thank you, Heyman, when that happened. <laughs> that was what that like kind of quiet um somebody somebody said Oscar, Mike, Echo, Golf, Alpha, Omega. <laughs> That's funny. Get your candy on. Um, this weekend we got G One. I think is about the only show um, that we have to that we have to worry about. I believe so. Is Extreme um, this Sunday? Uh, I think it's next Sunday. Uh, uh, I'm checking to see if anything else is coming out here. Oh, on the fourth is that Dragon Gate Cork and Hall show. Um, I'm going to get uh, Dragon Gate queued up for us because um, that's that. When is there, that Kobe World Hall show? Has got to be coming up. Um, Dragon Gate. It's on the twenty first at the Hyogo Kobe World. Yeah, so the twenty first. So those are coming up here. Um, what else do we got? The Sunday Girls has a show on Saturday. DDT has a show on Saturday. Um, Noah, which I wish I could watch more of. Yeah, it looks like Dragon Gate's the big thing coming out. Um, to check out, there's a Wrestle One show on the second uh, tomorrow. Ooh. 
Yeah, so uh, next week might be more of a little bit of, a, of an easier, just kind of newsy show than with, with Dragon Gate, uh, potentially the only thing we'll be watching other than the G1. That's hoping I can see it So we'll have a couple shows to review and some stuff to talk about, I'm sure. But uh, it was nice uh, coming back. Three Man, three straight days I've been sitting in this chair, and my nuts are so sweaty from sitting in this chair. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That the uh, I, I I turned my fan off yesterday right before the free agent show and then um, I don't know how much you checked out got to check out of it of the free agent show we did but I was so like talking with my hands like spasmatic reading like just doing that show with the fact of all right we got to kick this guy off because we got this guy waiting in the way all right we got to kick you off we got the next guy waiting in the wing you know for the first hour and a half was just guest like nine <laughs> guests um. I was like sweating by the end of it. <laughs> well, yeah, because the NBA had it on lock, which you could check out the uh, Sportscaster Radio NBA Free Agency Spectacular uh, on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media, as well as find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Radio TuneIn, wherever you can find your podcast by searching strong style media, um, as well as 20% off on all. Of your purchase over at Wrestling Tees, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Get that 20% yeah. for awesome shirt. We need to sell a few more. We can get three additional designs where Ryan will have full creative control because he hates Chicago. Oh, I don't hate I don't hate I, I, I I'm wearing that shirt right now, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. God, you're such yeah, a think- troll. <laughs> Sorry, Elijah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Jen, Alex is going to kick my ass. And she's like, why? And I was like, I just called him Elijah. And she's like, oh, that's messed up. No offense, Elijah, if you're listening. <laughs> He's not. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Um, I'm excited, though. Um, yeah, I think I think we only need, like, five more shirts, and we get three more additions. So more like shirts, right at the right at five more shirts. Also, yeah, so, uh, this week on the network, uh, new show. I gotta send around the clips to him to download because I don't know how to do that. But it's gonna be fun. Uh, the inside Alex and Callie project, aka the acidic waffle, aka low carb weekend. Uh, a hodgepodge of everything and anything you didn't know you needed. Yeah, let's go. I like me some content. Um, <laughs> keep a tab off for it, guys. Keep a tab off for it, guys. Uh, be bringing more to you. And who knows when we'll be back. Uh, well, obviously, WrestleCast will be back next week. Uh, no need to have a second show oh, at this point. Let's also, we might do, depending on what we're doing on Saturday. I know I'll be watching G1 Live. You can too, Ryan, because if you do a seven-day subscription to all those streaming like uh, uh, I can't think of like Folio and you know the ones where like hey cut your cable um, you know try this streaming TV service all of those have access TV. Ooh, well, so maybe you know, I saw... seven day trial. Boom. So I realized that I work till uh, I work till eight thirty on Saturday anyway. Oh. <laughs> so. Since I didn't get to make my schedule, I won't get to make my schedule for the next two weeks because, you know, new job started. Training. I'll, 
I only need to do two weeks instead of four weeks of trade. They're like, you're getting fast track. We need to get you the hell in your own store. Uh, you and your assistant and your uh, supervisor that you've handpicked. So get in and get out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Two weeks it is. I'll be over there. And then I can start getting my, my gimmick. I think I'll be working Monday morning, so I may I should be home uh, to do earlier than the 10 o'clock shows. We should have get another 9 o'clock like this. Gives us more rain and knock out three hours for you instead of two if we want, so we don't make it too, too late. So I'm excited. It's going to be interesting. Uh, thank you all for sticking around so long with us. If you still got to listen live, if not, appreciate you downloading and listening. Uh, as always, once again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Or WrestleCast, excuse me. America's the promo code. We're going to need like five more shirts, guys. Pick them up. We got some new designs. I got a couple that I'm ready to ready to already roll out here that I got sitting there. So uh, it was a pleasure, Alex. Glad we got to knock out some more content.